Oh, yes. Okay. Carol Baskins would be a great therapist. That is true. <laughs> you could tame a tiger. You can tame me. <laughs> It's a beer. What kind of fancy one percenter is this? <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Welcome to Made the Zuby with the America's most one percentiest podcast. I'm, of course, joined by the man who knows magic better than the magicians himself. Josh. Wow. I am also joined by the man who edits out his fails, including Jason Double Masters, Louis DeGeorge. Wait, what? I don't know that reference. You edited out all the things you got wrong on... The on sorcery last week, and then you didn't know that Jace was in Double Masters. I, all right, that's fair. All that's fair. I know that's fair. And we are that's joined right. by George. That's all he is, and all he will ever be. Of and, that's <laughs> and, that's and that's enough. And that's enough. And that's enough. And that's enough. That's that's a beautiful mess of enough. All right, everyone, welcome back to the podcast. We're so glad that you joined us. You can find us on Spotify, oh, iTunes. Jesus. You can hit the subscribe button right now. Amp. We're on amp. This? Wait, wait. We're on amp. Know this thirty-seven percent of the people who watch this podcast haven't hit subscribe. Isn't that crazy? That's insane. I want you know, Louie, I'm no longer one of those. I subscribe to you. This yeah, week. you're a jerk. George had to, Josh. George this had to week? subscribe. <laughs> To, for our, my Commander live stream the other day, which, by the way, if you're not joining the Commander live streams, you're missing out. Um, George had to subscribe so he could comment because I changed this, it. Dude, subscriber only mode is the best mode. Yeah. It is the way. George just subscribed to my channel, of which he's been on every week for nearly two years. Wait a minute. George, then I know for sure he's not subscribed to my channel. He's Absolutely been on my not. channel, too. And, and then he then he criticized me because he said, I just got Rudy out of my algorithm, Alpha Investments, out of my algorithm. And it was finally all StarCraft 2. I but, only want to watch StarCraft 2 content. And all of you other people are in my way. I love you, Rudy. I will search for your videos sometimes. But, like, listen, when I want recommendations, I want StarCraft 2. All right. Let's tell everybody what they're watching today. Um, you're today watching gonna... StarCraft. You're watching a Hawaiian shirt podcast that discusses StarCraft 2. Um, I have a Hawaiian shirt surprise for you later. Later on in the episode. I didn't even tell you about it. Uh, today we're going to talk about distribution prices for Magic the Gathering being lowered. Amazingly weird. We'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about all the foils, including... Boom. Oops, that's the wrong button. Spoiler alert. Including, boom, this one. Then we're going to talk about... Um, <laughs> Uh, sorcery take two we're going to follow up on our conversation last week on sorcery I'm not sure why it's called take two so. i don't know that's all i can yeah, come up considering with. i was completely correct uh we're going to talk about cryptic cards that are in tanner's hands we yeah, saw your them on brave takes room. your brave takes josh you're, you're you're a bold man with brave takes we're going to talk about kickstarter having their retail launching of kits and then seance and the lgs kit for metazoo so it'll be a fun old time today what what? Those are the topics that all we talked about. That's exactly what we did. We literally did a run through like 30 seconds ago. Nobody believes you. I don't know why you're acting surprised, Josh. Did we not just do a run through? Those were not the topics. Listen, <laughs> man, much like sorcery, I'm on the fence on this one. I'm just going back. Whichever side is oh right. That's the side At some mind. point, Josh is going to have to choose a side. All right, here we go. Distro prices, everyone. So let me... like. George, I'm 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 really, I'm really interested for once to hear your take on this stuff because like six Always. months ago we heard from Wizards of the Coast that the prices were going to increase and prices across the board. I think this is public. Prices across the board rose for Magic the Gathering prices 11. percent Yeah, and they cited the global economics <laughs> and 
I want you to know, COVID. Wizards, I feel really bad for you. I am sure you guys are losing your shirt on those 12 packs of foils. Wasn't or, it like, like a, wasn't like a week after they announced it was their highest highest uh, yeah. profit year too? Listen, as a shareholder, that's all right with me. I got your back. I got your back, Hasbro. I will carry your water. <laughs> so they announced an eleven percent increase, push that to stores, and then this past week, one of the distributors uh, announced that they are lowering prices, uh, moving from the set well, to the next. And and retroactively changing the prices. Yes. Yes. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's that caught me off guard. That's the only thing they said that was like, "Woo." Yeah. Um, there's less demand than they thought. This isn't hard to understand. Uh, okay, but who then? Who thought? Then Watsy and the Distro. So you think this is working together, Watsy and the Distro? Because I was confused by it. It came from Watsy when prices were raised, and it came from Distro when so- prices were lowered. As we've seen in other games, dis, you know they will raise MSRP 10% and Distro will raise their prices 12%. Yeah. They will try to take an extra cut. Mm-hmm. That's just round numbers, not about magic, not about any Distro. Just like we have seen other Distros do this in some industries. Um, you know, the demand's not there right now. And I think part of it's like, listen, like Watsi went from one print run collector boxes to two print run collector boxes in a lot of cases. They did two print they did more than one print run, I believe. At least they did what more than one wave of double masters collectors. Yeah. Like I got offered double masters collectors for a month. I have certainly at a pack to pack basis been offered more collector box collector packs of double masters than I was draft packs. It's not even close. Yeah. And I mean like listen, like I you know, we've always said this, but all the games, right? They can't have it both ways. You can't print a bunch of boxes and raise prices. Yeah. Like, you can't increase supply and then wonder why prices go down. Well, that's the way economics works. Well, and this and like, is... Go ahead. I think, like, these distros are, like, finally getting the hint that, like, the days of gouging on collector boxes seem to be over. Like, yeah. you know, one of the distros had a sale list... There were sixty dollars more than TCG player on some of the boxes. Still, yeah, that was brutal. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, why would I buy a box for sixty dollars so, more than I can sell it so before the, fees, before shipping? So here's my 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 question. I guess it's kind of my take too. I feel like, and I'm curious to you guys feel this way. It's it's not even necessarily stores that are rejecting the price point. I feel like it's the consumers that are rep- rejecting the price point. Of course. We're, we're seeing all these collector boxes on the open market. Nobody is picking them up for the $200 price point, like the, the sales of even Dominaria United collector boxes. And, um, but even going to like, uh, Crimson Val and all these, like people aren't willing to pay that amount of money for what's in those packs or standard. I'm talking mostly standard, because uh, I think mm. Double Masters has been pretty successful with the prices. Huge Double Masters has been bumped. Yeah, I, I think I think for the the high the high end product, it's kind of okay. It's still ridiculous, but we saw it with the first Double Masters with the VIP packs and that kind of stuff. Like people are willing to pay high end prices for a large amount of cards that they know will be eternally legal and eternally you know used in their modern decks and that kind of stuff. But for the standard release stuff. People are refusing to pay that 
I would say upwards of $200 for a collector box. That's kind of where my mind is. Um, I think that's largely true. Um, I, I tend to think like Watsy is just frankly, like they're printing too many collector boxes all of a sudden and they'll fix this. Like this doesn't scare me. This doesn't bother me. Like when I first, you know, when they first came out with throne collectors, I remember having to like claw to get a box a week. Like mm-hmm. you would beg, like they wouldn't ship them. Like yeah. they were hard to get. They were collectors. Well, they were collectors. Absolutely. Like I now know my numbers for Infinity. I'll, I'll have an, I'll have plenty for my store. <laughs> I'm gonna have plenty for plenty my store. or too yeah. much. Well, listen. All right. Enough of your enough enough of your enough of your making me sad. Um. So like I you know I'll have, he, I'll have he, you need, we haven't you gotten need the fud word yet from George. That, I was about like, to say I tried. Like I did my best. <laughs> if you need Infinity, message me in Louis Discord, and I'll connect you to Tyler, no. who will sell you Infinity. After you message George, message or before you message George, message me when I'm, I'm out. You're not using my Discord to, to out. I subscribe me. to you. That's the benefit. <laughs> so before either of you message any of them, message me just because I'm a friend. I'll say hi. Actually, I want to let's let's take a break and give a shout out to the Made the Zuby with You Discord section because that that section's been popping this week. I wonder what's the difference between that section and the other section. We got to dig into that a little bit later. Um, me. So the you're in the um, other section. Who are in all of the other sections? That's no. not accurate. Not all. I'm only I'm in most oh, of the other that, sections. Okay. Sure. Opted That's out the, to a, of a few of them. Yes, one, one of them. Um, so uh, two of them. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know who you are. This content um, is riveting. Uh, so I mean, like. I think that the collector boxes have po- are now posing a problem. Um, but this is an easily solvable problem. Go back to one print run. Make them collectors again. So I also – so I'm going to have this conversation. Let's work backwards. So we're talking about distro prices. Let's start with what should the consumer price be. Uh, like what? What do you think? In my mind, a draft booster box is still a hundred dollars. I think for for a lot of ways that the market has said that, but there is next to zero markup on a hundred dollar box for stores. There's it's, zero. Yeah, it's, especially on TCG Player, it's negative markup on uh, after fees. Um, so if you can't, if a store can't make money on a hundred dollar box, then what, what should a draft box be? What should a set box be? What should a collector box be on the market? Well, a store could make money on a $100 draft box. And it, the markup wasn't huge, but if you sold a $100 draft box in-store before the price increase, you could make some money. If, before is the that price correct? increase. Yeah, yes. right. I, I'm talking but, about, like, I, I, that's what I'm saying. Let's work backwards. What, As a consumer, what do you? where do you guys think the consumers are right now in price? And people who are listening, leave a comment. Like, where do you envision a price of a booster box for this for this game? That's, I think that's the disconnect. It's the no, answer to that is a hundred dollars. No, stop it. I mean, like, listen. Part of this is consumers need to grow up a little bit. Uh, you know, like st- a, a booster box isn't going to be a hundred dollars for Magic anymore. I'm sorry, it's not going to happen. It was a hundred bucks ten years ago. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I think this is fair. Like a like, I mean, like, uh, listen. Like, I am fine with calling out Watsy when they need to be called out. But like, come on, you guys, a booster box can't be a hundred dollars for the day I die. So, Josh, I think. Imagine if there wasn't collectors and set boxes and we still just had draft boxes. Surely you would think that a draft box would be worth more than $100 now. Yes. In, in yeah. that model, that is fair yeah. to me. And, that is and completely George, I, valid. 
I think from a store standpoint, stores also have to grow up a little bit and stop thinking that anyone's going to buy a $120 draft box because it's just not going to happen. But what will happen is people will buy. Let me, let me, okay, for all you stores out there, please listen to me closely and do not take Louis' advice. Hmm. Don't, My, first off, maybe let Louis finish his damn advice instead of just okay. interrupting. Well, thank you, damn advice about how stores shouldn't be charging 120 Go ahead. What stores should do with draft packs is sell them as single packs, and then you have like no one buys draft boxes. Nobody wants to open draft boxes. So it's right. So nope. selling draft. I see where you're going. I think the your misstep there was saying selling individual packs. You should yeah. use draft boxes for draft. Like yeah. you, okay. there's no there's no purpose of having them on your shelves. It's draft and prize support. Uh, if you have them on your shelves, it's so people can buy them to take home and draft. Right? Someone who's right. going to buy loose packs off your shelves need to be buying set and collector. They don't need to be buying dra- loose draft packs off your shelf. I disagree. I mean, some people like that. Wait, what? What what do they like about it? So like some people will like like collecting like a pack from every set. They do a draft pack because that's what they've always had. Some okay, people, so those people are buying some people. Pack. I mean, like you can host events. I totally agree with that. You Josh, host events. Have you thought about that guy who walks in Louis stores and buys one pack every set? Like that dude. <laughs> that's the guy I want to base my store around. All some right, man, want, break break one pack out for him. Some people. All right, to do, you guys. Like, Listen to Louis New Stores. He's he's oh got that sweet gosh. advice. Some people want to do like chaos drafts with their friends, so they'll buy one of each, you know, pack of for different things. And so what we use draft packs for, and the reason they're on my shelves is reason for our league. You have to buy a draft. You don't have to be the pack that you can get every week is a draft pack. That that's an event. That's it's an event. An event. It's kind of an event. Wait, it's not like right. a, Louis doesn't know what words mean. We did this last week too. Just accept it. Not like a Louis, draft you're event. right. Louis, you're right. It's That's not, not like an event. Show up and draft. But you, it's a, you might be, anytime in you're in the store, you can pick up a pack and add it to your league deck once a week. You're, in, you're inadvertently proving my point. Okay. Those packs <laughs> should be for events for playing the game. Now, whatever catchphrase you want to put in front of that, whether it's a league or it's a draft or it's chaos or whatever phrase you want to use, it's for playing the game. If someone's going to come into your store and open packs, that is not the pack to do it, right? So you shouldn't have those out for that option. You still have to have them on the shelf. You said that it shouldn't be on the shelf. No, it shouldn't because the three people that want to do that can ask you and you can go get them. We have 20 people in my Dominaria League. 20 people once a week ask for a draft pack. What, what am I supposed to do? Not have that on the shelf? That seems ridiculous. Okay, fine. Put it on the little corner of the shelf where those 20 people know to look and the rest of the customers can buy what, what people saying. want when it comes but, like, to... Are you, do you? Because you're no, really I agree. Like, like, if this. you're buying packs just to rip open because you're bored, you should buy set packs. I agree with that. I'm not. I don't or think collector. that store should remove draft packs from their shelves, was my point. But this... This goes back to the point of why why are people buying? What should they pay for a draft box? Why should they pay one hundred and twenty dollars for a draft box? To not to open the packs, not for anything but to play the game in some fashion. That is literally what they are constructed for. They are no longer right, the George, premium. Why, should, why do people open. buy your one hundred and twenty dollars draft boxes? Well, there's several reasons, right? They either want to draft at home. Which is like a thing. Like they want to take it and take, go back to their dorm room or their house and, and draft yeah. at home. They don't want to enjoy compete sports, amazing chairs and ambiance for some reason. Maybe it's um, our owner. 
owner is not there. That is not their problem, I assure you. If the <laughs> owner is there on Friday Night Magic, the owner has much bigger problems than whatever the hell box you're buying. <laughs> it is past his bedtime, he is cranky, and he doesn't know what any of these boxes mean. The hammer um, is coming down. <laughs> yes, like there's bigger problems. Um, you know, they can draft at home, but I mean, like, also like people just like, they want the boxes. Yeah. Like they collect them. Like, people like draft boxes. I can't, in good conscience, tell anybody to invest or collect a box and start with $120 draft boxes, though. Like, you can get, there's but so many other like, sources to get a box if you're going to invest in. Well, boxes. I know like collecting and crazy investing to you, are two separate ideas, right? But some people yeah. want to support their LGS, Louie. Sure. I agree. That's awesome. And, like, also, like, it's important for LGSs to give back. Yep. And $120 draft boxes probably aren't the way to do that. No, but like giving them double masters at lower that at a yeah. re, at a reasonable price is. Yeah, that's fair. This is these like Louis, you're setting people up for the failure of coming into compete sport and being like, I want a Charizard. I know I have bought every other box on Amazon, but <laughs> I know that I want my Charizard from you. You're my LGS. No, I'm not your LGS. <laughs> yeah. You live near me, but I'm not your LGS. Right. Like people like Supports a two-way street, folks. That's the hard truth of this business. Okay, so George has one hundred and twenty dollars draft boxes. Yeah, set boxes are what then? One thirty, one twenty-five. Okay, and then what's I'm the very similar box? price. What's yeah? Because they have less packs. Okay. What's the collector box? Two twenty-five to two fifty. Really? You guys, I gotta, I gotta eat. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I was. I didn't think we were talking about with, like with the current margin. I thought what we our ideal price for these. Yeah, things. Oh, ideal I mean, price, not current. Oh, ideal margin. price. I think two hundred. Yeah, because that's that's what I was thinking. I thought ideal price two twenty five. Yeah. It kind of shares scares people off a little bit. I think, but yeah, I think two hundred like, for a collector box is a good number. If I had my druthers, both set and draft would be one twenty. Collector would be two hundred. Yeah, I think that's a healthy point, and I think anything above that, people start getting antsy. So then, what's a healthy margin on those? Twenty percent. 25%. Yeah. Like listen, like Mar- Magic is a Magic is not a margins game. It's a volume game. It's a game. numbers game, yeah. Yeah. Like it's also an easy game, right? Like you know, how do how, how do I sell Magic? I buy put magic. it on the shelf. Right. Like that's 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 what I have to do to sell Magic. Yeah. You know, I I don't think I've ever hosted a learn to play Magic event. I don't think I've ever had anybody request one. Right. Because you, like, you, people know how to play Magic or the community play. will teach them how to play Magic. Right. They don't so, need me to learn. I, I think that the that the that Wizards wants to see two hundred and fifty dollar collector boxes, yeah. uh, hundred and forty hundred. I mean, we saw this with Kamigawa, one hundred and forty, hundred and fifty dollar mm. set boxes, that seems and fun. and one hundred twenty dollar draft boxes. I think I think that the community is rejecting those prices, and that that's what you're seeing the you're seeing the back end of that stuff. I think it's like way too early to say that. To be so honest, like, I. Your your argument about draft boxes, I think it's kind of I think the question was kind of stupid too, which is mine. I agree. But like I think the bigger issue is there's no demand for draft boxes. All that demand went towards set boxes. Like I mean I think there's, that's there's largely a lot of true. Products. Right. I mean like I, I don't know. Like I think it's too early to call this a failure for, for the market. I do. Like I, I think it like if there was one print run of Kamigawa. Collector boxes would be 320 plus. Yeah. That's fair. Like what Magic has to decide is do they want to get their prizes or do they want to get their volume? You don't get both. Right. And like, you know, there's no wrong choice for them. They're printing money either way. 
Um, but like they get to decide if they want to have their volume or their margins. Yeah. Whatever they pick is fine with me. I don't really care. <laughs> I do. I, yeah. I, I do too. I rather have boxes be cheaper. I rather I mean, have the game be more You accessible. care personally. You don't care as a store. I like I disagree. I maybe it's my the economics of West Virginia, but nobody buys two hundred and fifty dollar collector boxes. They won't they won't touch that. Probably maybe one or two or three people would buy two hundred, two hundred and ten dollar collector boxes. They're not they're not touching anything over two ten. Just I mean, not like, Did you sell double masters? Well what was your price on double masters? Three ten, I think. Did you sell out? No. What? I opened a ton of bo- packs. I mean, I sold out on TCG Player and sold a ton of singles. But, like, they don't want boxes at that price. They can't afford it. But, okay. Sorry. No, go ahead. Magic is a numbers game. We just talked about it, right? It's it's a volume game. We've always known. I, I think even from my side of the table, right, the players know... That there's not a ton of margin for their their LGS on Magic. Maybe ten years ago that wasn't common knowledge. I think that's more common knowledge now. My question is, with the change in distribution model, with the lowering of price, this kind of adds a little meat back on the bone for you guys, doesn't it? Eh, Listen, no, because like the reason they're doing that is because we couldn't get the prices they asked us to get. The the reason the reason they're doing that, I think, speaks is because Magic is a volume game. They saw their volume dip, and they think their margins don't matter as much as their volume, and this will increase volume in their eyes. I am ordering less Brothers of War than I have for any set in a long time. Gosh, you're going to be wrong. Gosh, I love the timeline of you two both being wrong about Dominary United, other than Josh, who was right about Liliana, and me being right about Brothers War. So how, how was that you two? Well, yeah. I mean, you were still wrong, but we were both wrong. I was just, like, slightly so, more so wrong. So Dominary United's not the set of the year because it's the only one out from the roadmap, and we are in a market lull? Like, that's why? So when everything else comes out and performs the exact same way. I hate the the year structure of Magic. <laughs> that it's not a calendar year. You I will forgot, find any I reason that for me just not to be right. On I forgot that this is the first set of the Welcome year. to the podcast, Josh. Welcome like, to the podcast. What, you put it together. You, it took you long the, enough, buddy. the first freaking Louis set. will fight like, oh, the definition no of green. Like, if it means he doesn't have to admit he was wrong, oh my God. he will fight every definition. Like, you the, the fighting is why people watch our podcast. I hate it here. Webster. I hate it here. That's fine. Go back to reaction phase. <laughs> Do it live. <laughs> All right, hey. hey, thanks for stopping into my live pod. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. I was busy. I was putting my kid to bed. Dude, I did not stop it. Terrible. I'm gonna, for, I can't, um, cannot wait to use that. Excuse. Okay. So, I cannot wait. All right. You're right. That was a fair. That was not fair because this was the first set of the year. I I was thinking Brothers War is the last set of the year. It also doesn't matter. Like I think like the market is like the market is soft. This is uh, the softest fair. market I've had in a long time. Yeah, like yeah. this might be the softest market I've seen since the beginning of COVID. Ooh, makes sense. Um, like the market's soft. Like people aren't buying like they used to. Now I will say like in store sales are still sky high. Like we're still doing very well in store, but like I'm in a weird store. A lot yeah. of other stores are really struggling. Yeah. Um, I let like, you know the market's soft. Um, and like I think Kamig- I think Kamigawa, like the fact that they can't break two hundred is good evidence of this candidly. Yeah. Like Dominaria can't break two hundred twenty five, which they should really be breaking at this point. I think. Um, like things aren't doing what we thought they were going to do. That three hundred dollar price point is not looking good, George. 
Yeah, update on our bets, Josh. I need really, all of you to go buy pallets of Dominaria collectors. Josh, I heard there's a second skirted. wave of collectors coming. I'm hoping that's a lie. <laughs> that's not good. Josh barely skirted with Liliana. Thirty one dollars was or thirty dollars and fifty cents was the uh, the cutoff price, the median price. I said he has forty. Two more weeks. He's gonna trounce he has you. One week and prices are gonna start going I, oh, I already, already sent won. Him screenshots. Already I won. already won. Yeah, he already won. It's available. Yeah, I already sent him screenshots of cards that yeah. were available all throughout the week. I sent them in every time but I, I see But more importantly, we, we were both just really wrong because Josh yeah. said $18 and, and you I said 44. 40, 40 or I thought you said 45. No, was, and then you said yeah. 40 for the rest of the You're podcast. Right. Their whole podcast I was saying 40, but then it ended up being 45. Anyway, uh, I'm interested to see to see because I think really for the district prices, a success of a set should be evaluated close to di- like what is the difference between district price and actual retail price. Like Dominary, like uh, Baldur's Gate is infinitely below distribution price on TCG Player. Um, I think that's a good way to gauge it, but I also, I mean, like. So it tells me that I think Distro had other skis on this one. Like Distro rose prices more than they had to, mm. and they got busted. Yeah, they got caught. Yep. Good. Like the consumer was like, "Wait we're a not, minute, we're not there." And then, like you know, they did what they have to do. Now the question is, like, does that fix the problem, or is Watsy next? Yeah. Or is Watsy going to say, like, "Hey, this didn't go the way we thought either." Um, we're gonna fix it. We're gonna look into this, and like that, we don't know because we don't know the price decrease yet. To be honest, I don't. That's the thing about magic, though, right? Like magic is so big with such a wide consumer base that they can stick to their guns on this price change. No, I don't agree with that. To be honest, I think they one hundred percent can. Who's threatening them? Here's my here's Lorcana. Shout out! Like here's my argument, though. Please. Um, like wait how many Lorcana hasn't printed a box yet George I, I'm willing to wait 18 months and two years for that okay and af- after after two decades and three months I will be upset then I'm then I'm going to be angry how much um, did you kickstart Lorcana he, here's that would raise 10 trillion dollars that would raise a million dollars so like he, way more so here is like, here is like the here's where I disagree with you guys to say that TCG player for the last few sets is below distribution cost for us would be a remarkable understatement. Yeah. Store Trek is going to stop buying it. Yeah. And then they're going to have to do something. They're just going to pre-sell to whatever their, their local scene is. And they're not going to take Candidly, any other product. I'm thinking of doing that for Brothers of War. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like, I, you know, I have cases of all these freaking collector boxes. Yeah. Yep, and I got no problem holding on to those bags, and I will. Other than Dungeons and Dragons, but like I, I have no problem holding those bags because I believe that like Magic will eventually find their footing and go back up. But I'd much rather buy at one thirty-five on TCG Player than the price I paid. Right, and that's the question: is like when you can buy it lower, like why even pre-order sets when it's so consistently bad? Why not yeah. just wait and buy on on the open like, market? I think they're going to have two more sets of this. If they can't get it straight in two more sets, I think people, I think stores are going to look at this and be like, wait a minute. Yeah. Is this working? And I mean, like, I, honestly, Infinity is going to be an important test of this. And what they're going to do, and what I think they're going to do, is keep printing more flashy things. You guys ready to transition to the flashy things? Josh, are you about to say something? Nope. 
All right. He wanted to, he wanted to yell about infinity. All which the be a foils. Great so all the foils. So we have seen two different foil sides for Magic the Gathering. One is uh, the Pringles. Sorry, I said foils. I meant the Pringles from the Warhammer uh, 40k deck. Did you guys see that opening? The guys. That, the the box opening on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh that was rough. <laughs> That was rough. Uh, and then the other one are these beautiful galaxy foils that we finally seen. Uh, check these out. Oh my gosh, those look! Oh so my good. god, Lou, that's amazing. I can see it on my screen. You, I you can sent them to you in a message in earlier message and a text message. So you know, get with the program here. Uh, these incredible. are these are the coolest looking foils I think I've ever seen in Magic. So this is the same texture or same foiling process that Pokemon uses. There's a Pokemon Poke Beach article about this. Um, kind of crazy. What are your guys' thoughts? Go ahead, George. No, I don't. Go ahead. Okay. So the foily pringling of the Warhammer Super Baller Commander decks is a, it's kind of a letdown. Uh and the reason is, is there's this weird fantasy world that I live in when a product comes out like this and Wizard tells me, it's a premium product. It is unlike anything we've ever seen before. It is a new type of foiling. And I go, okay, they finally fixed it. And then when they didn't, I, I and this is, this is me knowing I'm wrong. I just drink the Kool-Aid and say, they must have fixed it. And then when it comes out and they didn't fix okay. it, it's disappointing. Well, you know, now you want to go? Yeah, now I do want to go because <laughs> okay, you're wrong. Go for it. Uh, that's you know, that's that's sure. the way it normally runs here. I let you guys be wrong, then I come in and correct. You you could be an action figure, and you you pulled the string on your back. All it would say is, "Okay, you're wrong." I yeah, love how wrong. George doesn't have a take until somebody else has a take, and then he just goes with the opposite of it with no <laughs> it's, hey, no it's content. Yeah, um, so like, here's where you're actually <laughs> wrong. This is by a country mile. Yeah the most limited product I have ever gotten. There is nothing else from Magic that I have received that has come close to my allocation on this, ever. I thought that, like, I remember when, like, the ultimate secret layer Mega Lands, Double Fetch Lands, Omega Lands came out, and I was like, oh my god, I got so few. I got multiples more of those than I do of this. This is the most collectible thing from Magic that I think they have produced maybe ever. Okay, what did I say that was wrong? You started with that sentence with I was wrong. Yeah, well, you're wrong. You said it wasn't premium. I, I, it's premium. I, the rarity for George, is a premium. For George, I, I premium that. means expensive. That's It's all about the money box. I, I said yeah, it was up, premium. I said How long have you been watching our podcast? I said it was the most premium product, and it came out, and it was still foiled. And I fooled myself into thinking, oh, it's premium. They'll fix the foiling, because that's what we're talking about. If you It's like, forgotten. listen, like it's, a, it's like it's a boutique, pro- it's a boutique product, Josh, okay? okay? Can I, and and can I, I thought it was going to be a boutique product, and when it was opened, it was... Please? Can I have the hottest steak? I sure. I don't I understand why I said those wrong. Don't Everything. care about Pringle foils. I don't care about Pringle foils either. I think all. that people I who do? complain about Pringle foils need to learn what a sleeve is and need to learn how to double sleeve their cards. I okay. I, I love you, people in the comment okay. section yelling Hold at me. On. I love you, but I think that okay. you need to listen. I think you need to if take, you can't if you afford can, to double sleeve your cards no. and get every card you own graded. Louis if doesn't. You can't afford you. to double sleeve your premium commander decks. Exactly. Maybe if, you could be looking in the mirror you, about your life choices. If you can't afford four dollars double sleeves, you probably shouldn't be playing Magic the Gathering. 
Like that part, I don't agree with. You went too far. A hundred. You went too far. For four, listen. If you can't afford four dollar double sleeves, uh, send me a message. I'll sell you some sleeves at cost. Uh, (laughs) If you you can't afford them, I'll sell them to you. It's it's not everybody has to have a twenty thousand dollar popper deck, Louis. Okay, (laughs) so like I just think I'm not trying to be like like. God, I'm not trying to be elitist. I just unreal. am. No, it's like three bucks, though. It's not like it, you, if you're going to spend that amount of money on a foil, sell one of your foil cards and buy $3 sleeves. Like, I've never had an issue with curling foils. And I feel like the only thing in the TCG world that people care about is my cards are Pringles. Okay. My cards are Pringles. So, Do better, everybody. And okay. it's every game. There's never been a game that's ever been released that the cards oh don't God, the takes. I don't care about Pringles either. I really don't. Not my thing. That not my hill to die on. <laughs> but like, I will say that you're in the mountains of West Virginia, and we're on the swamps of South Carolina. That's fair. Yeah, my my cards don't Pringle very much. Like I'm in Chicago. It's awesome here. That's not true. It's about to get. It's 18, just blow everywhere. Feet of snow. It's, it's just go everywhere. There's, it's the windy city. They're just all. Um, over. <laughs> how do you how do you play games? <laughs> we guys have great pizza. Um, so it's not pizza. It's oh soup. my god, you're so wrong. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Deep, so deep dish pizza is Louis. not pizza. Louis is so dumb. It's fact. I struggle every time. We found our agreement. I Louis struggle is dumb. every that, time you make this. It's soup. It's that's soup. Called oh, soup. I hate you. It's proven. I hate talking to you. The cube theory. If you know, you know. The cube theory is proven. <laughs> um, I don't care that much about Pringles. Not a but like, it's a topic. I do think that like the... Um, like I don't know. Like I get, I get what Gok is saying. Like I, you know, if there was ever a product that shouldn't Pringle, it would be this. But I was wrong. Yeah, you were like, you're like, you get like half credit. <laughs> hey, that's, better no credit. that's better than I did in school. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I think what we should be talking about. Like I don't even think they look that good. I agree with that. Like I don't. Think, I like, thought the surge foiling was going to be way. Remember when we previewed the surge foiling and we thought it's got to look cooler in person. It's the camera. It's yeah. the shot. It's the angle, and it just doesn't. I don't. I don't. I well, they, right. they do this thing. They don't spend any money on their foil. They don't. They don't do any form of like matting or anything. They just throw the foil on the whole card. Like. The etched foils I thought looked really, really good. They took the time to mask out the top, and there was two different textures. I thought that looked really, really good. But these are just like one, like it reminds hodgepodge me of, the old of foil. Tenth edition Raya Dawnbringer promo. Yeah, that's uh, the first thing I thought of. It's like the exact same. Yeah, foiling, and that was over a decade ago. Like, yep. yeah, I thought that same exact thing the second I saw it. <laughs> Um, it's like right. a spitting image. George, Josh, you really like the galaxy foils, though, right? Yes. The get so I have my stance on Infinity being a legal set has been known. I will not defend it against you two bozos any further. I am just correct. However, I'm all in on the galaxy foiling, baby. I'm I, I asked you guys earlier how many of each of these lands should I just buy and own? I want them all. I, I want them all. They're amazing. It looks so good. And these are so premium, they're totally not going to Pringle. <laughs> Is there, what's the pull rate on? Do you know? So I, the regular lands, there's one of the regular lands in every pack. I think there's, oh, I'm going to give numbers and they're going to be wrong. That's I thought fine. it was, 
<laughs> I thought it was one of the regular foil lands in every pack, uh, one in every seven packs. And collectors' pulls are the exact same. It's one in every seven, but you get two shots at it. There's two slots that you can get one in. And then as far as the spacic lands, so the ones that are set from the perspective of space, I think that's a a even less pull rate than the one in seven. All right, I pulled up the actual numbers. Am uh, I close? Why, no why, why would you make Josh do this and then like pull yeah. them up thirty? I thought you later. knew, and then he just what? Cho- chose to guess at it. So I don't know, exactly. Josh. Please, right. thank you. So I continue. You told me there are between three and five galaxy foils in every collector's pack. Wait, collector box or pack? In every collector pack, but they're that not all lands. There's between not three and I'm reading it from TCG Player's website right now, and everybody can see it other than you, George. Uh, the, in every pack, there's between three and five galaxy foils and 10 and 12 traditional foils. I thought we were only talking about lands. Are yeah, we talking too. about just the, the all foils? Because Yes, I don't know. Oh, I, I, don't, I, know I don't know what the foil for it. Yeah, I, I could imagine that there would be one foil in every one. Like, I don't there's, know one if we, land in every, there's one land in every pack, and one in every seven packs is a foil land, I believe. Oh, okay. That's where those that were my numbers. Yes. Hmm. Cool. That's gonna make those pretty hard to get. I mean, if you wanted to like <laughs> assuming any of your numbers are right, those are gonna be hard to get. If you wanted to to like deck out your, your... It's gonna be one in every it's gonna be one in every card. <laughs> every card is just that. <laughs> um I think they look sweet though. I'm super excited about them. Uh, it gives me a lot of faith in the set. I mean I think if the galaxy foils of those things sell for decent money. Please, God, listen to Louie. <laughs> I need this. I've never over-ordered like I've over-ordered Infinity. Let it be I, a banger. I didn't, didn't over-order Infinity. There is no universe in which I did not over-order. The only question is by how much. Mm-hmm. How many hundreds of boxes of Infinity do I have at the end of this week? Next week. Uh, I might open During some. a hurricane, might I add. I- I think that's an awesome opening. I think that's an awesome box opening video. Is the Infinity stuff right away? It's going to look unlike anything. Do you want to? Do you want a palette <laughs> to open? Right. I, I'm going to have a lot on. of time at home moving on. Or got coming it. Soon, got so it. I, you, you uh, tell me how many palettes you want. I got you, boss. I am again going to beg for the algorithm to help us out. Hey, comment section. Let us know what you think about oh the foilings and, oh uh, and what's gone. All right, Just let's put move on. down in the comment section your favorite Jace that was in Double Masters last week, because like Louis clearly oh didn't know gosh. anything about Jace and Double Masters. I don't need to or write down, or write down talking... if you preferred, or put down if you like Commander Legends one or Commander Legends two. That Those are I the own. other things. You that can put one down. was my fault, and I own that. I was talking about Jace Bellerin, the card Jace. That's Bellerin. not what was said. <laughs> the, I don't know what those are. are. All right, here we go. Double Let's talk about sorcery. George. Let's do a little sorcery update. Uh, so oh. last week, no, I am leading this discussion. I had a great talk with them, though. All right, go ahead. Have Thank a great you. Talk. You have right. my permission. You can speak. Thank you. I want to give the world's biggest <laughs> shout out. Definitely not to Josh, who was wrong in the earlier section, but to sorcery. <laughs> Um, they have been so exceedingly kind and they have been like, they've reached out a bunch of times. We have finally connected on phone. They could not have been kinder. And they were like very clear. They're like, listen, like we know you're skeptical. I'm not calling you to like convert you. I am calling to like 
point out like where maybe you didn't have the full story and like better highlight things that I think that we have in place that might help you be more at ease with the product. Yeah. They did not threaten. They did not be like, oh, if you say anything bad, you're going to be banned. Nothing stupid. They're a real company. Um, like they handled things the way a respectable and good company should react. And I want to give them big kudos for that. <laughs> so make, please open your beer louder next time. Um, so let me, uh, I, I don't want to share too much of our private conversation because I, I told them it would be off the record, but I do want to say this, and I, 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 this was good with them. I would, whenever somebody says something off the record, it's off the record. Uh, they have a procedure in place to oversee the printing in China that, um, I don't know if it'll be good enough to be candid. But they have a procedure in place to oversee it that they believe will be good enough. And they had and they that have, in place before they watched the podcast. They had already yes, planned all that. Yes. They would already yes. thought about that. Yes. It is very much something that was intentional and done already. Yes. Um, and Not a know. reaction. No, not and it's liquid. No. It, it's a liquid thing with COVID and all that stuff. Yeah. But they are and they were like, they were like, it's not a money thing. Let me be very clear. Like, as I've said the entire time, despite Louis trying to bait me, uh, <laughs> like I've always said you're going to get your boxes if you back sorcery. I've never said anything different. I never have. Like, go back and rock it. You all can right. fud it up all you You're want. Right. Your words have never actually said that. Um, there it is. One. So I like, so like, wh where am I with sorcery? Gosh, I, first wait, of where all, are we on the, the may the Zuby with you bingo cards? That's so, I was so, going to say, if you had fun on the bingo card, you finally got your right, box. This all right, we did this space. once before. I think if you've, we forgot about it. Maybe we need a, a season two bingo card. We will we will share the best bingo card on the podcast at the beginning of the podcast next week. Josh, you're gonna have a kid by then. That can be the number one spot. Free space next week if Josh has a kid, and we'll do a bingo card. What uh, is it if he does? Wait, what, what, what is if? Well, what like you know, if you're on the podcast with your kid or not, or if it's sleeping. What if you got it in your arms, or if it's sleeping? Oh, George, no, that's happening. She's yeah. coming on the podcast. We used to do that with my kids all the time, Monarch or. Second monarch or no one Tiendo. Uh so <laughs> all right, continue. I I don't know um, what that means. I don't speak Spanish. Muy bien. I <laughs> all right, back to sorcery. I, I think they have I think they're gonna try very hard to make this work. I think they're gonna try very hard to make this the highest quality they can. Wow, it's almost like somebody's been saying that for three or four weeks. But <laughs> I think like the overall problem kind of remains, which is like, listen, like this is a big risk. Like this is okay. a big risk. Sure. And I think, and I, and I think part of this is again, I think some of this like isn't their fault. Like you're like, I don't know if you can have a boutique card game that has thirty thousand boxes printed in China. That's not what boutique means to me. Um. So I think a couple of things. Number one, what we didn't know whether it was somewhere or not somebody said it was in our my discord server and i just didn't know it but what we what we didn't know on the podcast last week when we recorded was that the current sample cards the current sample cards um dollar of sample cards are cards that were printed from the current printer that they are using uh that, that those cards are and so like i've held these cards they feel great um, and I, I understand there's a much different thing between printing 100 cards or 300, whatever the sample print was, to 
25,000 boxes, whatever it ends up being with the Kickstarter. There's a massive difference there. But the point being, like, this has been in the works. And what they said that we should have focused on last week a little bit, maybe, um, and didn't, was that they are working on improving their communication. And that's something I think would have been a more fair criticism last time. And we edited, if you guys watch back the podcast, we edited a lot because after the fact, we learned uh, that it was a... What? Go ahead. Why did you edit it? Because I said a bunch of crap that go. wasn't accurate that we learned wasn't accurate. Like that you said a lot for the I think we all did, didn't we? Well, I start I definitely started it. <laughs> yes. That was it was on me. My dialogue led to a lot of the a lot of the conversation. So um yeah, shout out to Sorcerer. I, I agree, like for how they handled that. And um, I think that says again, I think that says a lot about the company, which I is agree what I've been that. saying about I agree the company. With that. And maybe someday you can believe maybe someday you can just trust me rather than I would rather die. Yeah. Um sure. that'd be that'd be sad. They need to like again. Like I hope they have their roadmap laid out in the next two weeks, maybe yeah. next week. Like I think that's super important. Yeah, they said they want to increase their communication. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think there's been like three Facebook updates since like yeah. Backer get closed. Like this is not enough. Yeah, I still lean into these companies should be sharing on a like a blog and then sharing that blog out to all their social media so you have a, a twitter page you have discord like i'm a, my new thing that i'm on is that these new tcgs across the board anything that, that's not magic or pokemon need to stop utilizing discord and their their own little websites and they need to utilize all of social media to start marketing uh they, they need to daily have instagram facebook twitter uh all these things that go to then a place where you can learn about the game on their website, like a blog. Like, I think it's a, this is something I'm harping on in the last couple of weeks, but um, I think they need to I do that. It. I mean, like I, I, I did leave the conversation with them far more confident than I started. Good. Like they did think through a lot of my concerns, um, you know, now, and I, here's the good news for everybody. None of this matters. Like you're going to get cards from sorcery. Yes. They're going to look good. Or they're going to be damaged, or they're not going to look good. Yeah, and like, you know, you're you're going to know. <laughs> you're going to look at the cards and be like, "Oh my god, this is what I kickstarted," or you look at the cards and be like, "Oh my god, it's falling apart. The foil is peeling, and like, there's there's marks all over it." Yeah, and nothing Louis or I said or said in the future is going to matter. Mm-hmm. Like this will become evident in the next three to four months. Probably Gosh. six. Is this the ultimate bet between you and I now? Is this like the, the climatic bet. bet? I think it is the ultimate bet. Oh, you want to bet? You want, you want me? What would we possibly bet on? <laughs> no, don't you have some, such a degenerate? Let's do some sorcery boxes. Okay, what do you want to bet on though? Like, what's the, I don't like, know. What it's, it's so subjective. <laughs> like, and I've seen how you define words. <laughs> um, so, um, I don't know. I. I, so what did you? Where's your current feeling on the game side of things too? Like the they also said they were much further along in game development than like the zero point six would lead people to believe. Yeah, and like listen, like if that's true, that's great. Um, and I had no reason to think they're lying to me. Like frankly, they have nothing to gain by lying to me. No. Um, again, like the game's gonna be good or the game's gonna suck. Like, if the game's gonna suck, the game's gonna die. <laughs> Uh, shout out if you want to watch gameplay and want to actually see the game in play. Shout out to Mean Mugging Games on that YouTube. Was mad mugging, mad mugging, mean mugging, mugging something mugging games on this, YouTube. This shout out's going fantastic. Well, I, like work. I think it's Mean Mug. That's like a phrase, right? 
mean mugging games. Oh, I am right. I love being right. Being right on this podcast is my favorite part. Happens of life. so rarely for you. Shout out to Mean part. Mugging Games, who has been doing like daily or every other yeah. day content on sorcery and cryptic. Um, and really cool to, to start seeing that stuff pop up. Um, so shout out there. Go watch your stuff there. And if you want to see the game played, I'm actually playing a game on Saturday with him. I don't know if he'll post the video or not. Um, he will. Hopefully. So he, it should be he will. Cool. I, yeah. I mean, like, you know, um, the conversation, and, 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 and I, again, like, I'll give another shout out here. Like, this is always what we've said about every game, right? If you disagree with something we said, reach out and we'll talk to you. Yeah. Like, you know, Sorcery reached out. I didn't go, no, I hate your game. Click. We talked. They explained where I was wrong on some things, explained why I didn't, where I uh, maybe could have been clear on some things and helped me feel at ease about some things. Where else were you wrong? I just like talking about that. No. Uh, so I. Like, you know, I think that they're, um, I think they have a plan. And now the question is twofold. Is the plan enough and can they execute the plan? Threefold. Is the plan enough? Can they execute it? And will they communicate it correctly, accurately, and with, with enough transparency? I agree with that part, but I think that's by far the least important part. Hmm. If the game, let's say, they, let's say the game comes out in February, like they said, and it's an amazing game, and the cards look amazing, and the foils look amazing, and it's just like everything they always said in the Kickstarter. Nobody's going to say, I really love this game. It plays amazingly. It looks great, but I can't play it because they didn't kick, they didn't update me last week. Yeah. Like, if they, like, this is where, this is where the proof's in the pudding for all these games. Yep. Like, it's a game good. Does it look pretty? I just this feels like a oh I'm sorry go ahead Louis no I was I was I didn't know if you were going to allow me to say anything about sorcery this week or not you know wow you could have chimed in at any point you could have no, just like, asserted just like yourself you. this this feels like let me tell you what else I really think about this a look at the birdie <laughs> moment and, and this has kind of come to me after we tell you know we spent a lot of time talking about sorcery between the three of us we've had some good conversations and I, I'm kind of on the side of Louis here where it's it feels like this company wants to get things done as far as a quality as far as quality is concerned right the cards are going to look good the foiling is going to look good it's going to feel good my concern lies over here where nobody's looking at one set a year right with supplementary options and stuff like that i think that's not enough that is nowhere near enough if you engage a community and have all these backers and come out and you are huge and it's a big hit but you've got nothing to follow it up with man you lose all of that hype so quickly. Every other game is moving forward. Every other game is releasing sets. There's new cards coming out. Disney Lorcan is so, right around the corner. You can't out. do one set a year. Uh, you cannot okay. do one set a year. Can Disney Lorcan please just come out and tank so we can stop comparing even everything it to tanks, it? Even God. if it tanks, it's going to pull everyone's I attention love from how these you have things random for a certain amount of time. In Grand Archive and Polywog. Disney Lorcana, no faith. No faith. Hold on. Don't hear about it. Don't put Lorcana going to zero. Ollie walked to the moon. No, no. The viewers, please ask yourself this question. Yeah. Do you remember any time Louis said he had faith in either of those two games? Don't let did you back, George's, did you back those games, Louis? Don't let George's. What are we calling hey, Louis? Them? Did um, you give those games your hard earned money? You voted with your wallet. I did back both of those games. Oh. Uh, I've never told other people to back those games. I told people to back sorcery. I have a video. I think it's titled "Back Sorcery Today." 
that's dangerous territory, my friend, because what it's if fine. this does not go well? Then I say sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Great. Never mind. Water under the bridge. Um, did you also a- interview the designer of Grand Archives? Yeah, I did. I didn't say at the end of it, hey, you should go back Grand Archive. Shout out Grand Archive for that interview <laughs> yeah. then, I guess. Yeah, like, wow, you're a great content creator. Uh, I'm sure you're lining up to give you the interviews now. That's not what I do. But like, they're not set up for a roadmap uh, to continue okay. to to capitalize yeah. on the hype. So here's where I think they have a couple of outs. Uh, wow, look at me defending sorcery. That must have been a good conversation. Um, or you just hate co- me this week? I love no, it. I still love I'm you way more. Than, I'm here. You're my it. second favorite person in this podcast, Josh. Um, After yourself? Yeah. Yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> that was obvious. I felt. I'm sorry. Um, the, only thing, the only thing larger than the, how obvious that was was George's narcissism. That was kind of a good joke. I kind of butchered it. You? Why didn't you just go with ego? Yeah, yeah a you, big ego. You, that was like, that was. Oh, you, you, you gosh, you ruined it. My, yeah. Um, the set is roughly 20,000 cards so like you could easily split that up into two sets a year without a lot of hassle so do Um, here's the other thing and I will warn this for all of you lovely new TCGs that I love and adore so much which now I would rather have a good set a year than what some of these other games have done which is release terrible sets and you can see their game slowly start to die because of it this is this is all accurate. Like I would mu- like I think it is rem- like these games are showing they cannot keep up. So with the cycle, huh? Neither does it. One set a year and releasing terrible sets oh. yields the same result. I, so I think it depends on um, can they get it down to can they get it to two sets a year by splitting up the one set, and also like how good are the supplemental products. I, I also, Josh, think you come. I largely agree with you, Josh. Let me be very clear here. Like, I think you're eighty five percent right, and eighty five percent likely right on this. This is but, this is easily the biggest criticism of the game, in my in my opinion. Yeah, and we're all talking about this, and it's no one's talking about this. Well, we've I've talked about it. Um, I don't so, watch your content. So, Facts. I, 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 my take on this is is twofold. Number one, before the massive, massive success of this game, that's what they said. They have it, and this comes back to their their communication. They haven't really come out and leaned into that. They haven't come out and been like, "Hey, we're doubling down on one set a year." Just so everybody knows, that's the way things are. I think with the success, I honestly think that they are so focused on getting this right, getting the Kickstarter right, that they are um, not focusing on some of those other announcements and, and ideas. Um, I would say based on the success of the first box, they may start saying, okay, this is a, maybe a more viable business than we thought. Maybe it's a, it's a it can be a bigger thing. We can put together the team required to put out more sets a year and that kind of thing. No, that's no. If, if you're not go if, if they're not going into this thinking that this is a viable business and as big as they think it is, they need to get out. They, no. they, if they're not all, I never said they didn't think in, it was a out. viable business. I said they think it's a more it. viable business. Viable, I said they think it um, can be a more viable business. That doing two it, sets a year could be viable because they have the capacity and the money to do it. Their their spend is equal to the number of boxes they're able to print. Before, if they were like, we can't hire seven, eight, nine people as a result of not being, we don't think we're going to sell that many boxes, so we can't do more sets a year. And then all of a sudden, they now raise four million dollars on Kickstarter and they 
they can start saying things like, okay, maybe we can hire a couple more people to help us push out more sets. They didn't think about how big that they could be until now. Now is when they have the ability to scale up if they desire to and if they do. And they haven't haven't come out and said they're not going to do that. I think they like this is going to be the problem they're going to have to deal with. It's going to be like they're torn between two worlds, right? On the one hand, like a tabletop game, they can at least once in a decade. Yeah. Right? Like it doesn't matter. Like on the other hand, if you want stores to carry it and you want people to promote it, you want yeah. content creators to make content about it, you can't do once in a year. So, and th- this so, is like where- they're torn into these two worlds. And this is where I think some things are really important because it's a, this game is different than any other TCG that's on the market, in my opinion. It's it's not trying to have a competitive scene. In my opinion, they're not going to really try to have a competitive scene at all. That's not going to be their focus. What does that mean? Like, like It means right? like their goal for a player of this game is that you're hanging out at the LGS with a group of people and you're, you play it. There, there's not necessarily going to be events and a whole event structure. I Like... Th- that That's is funny because I remember somebody else on this podcast a couple of weeks ago saying they were going to come out with OP kits in the future, but that must have been my bad memory. Does so, Louis? Does that help that the was once you. a year model? If you if you have no OP scene and you're focused on just like casual in person for fun play, does one set a year go further or shorter in that model? So I, I I'm curious. If, if George would have let me finish, I could have continued what my my statement was. I think the the community. I was cut you off. It's fine. I think that the community and the game creators can create things to give people who are casually playing a better experience and an increased experience. Think about um, off off the cuff here. Think about if they released a different map where you could you could buy a, a new neoprene map that was it had different shapes or a different print and your characters now move around differently around the map and it's a almost like um you know when you have an expansion to a, a game or a video game or that kind of thing think about something like um they print they have avatars it's all i'm gonna call it heroic centered right they could print mm-hmm. a a set that is 10 new avatars for these colors. They don't have to worry about the extremity of competitive scene and $5 million tournaments and this thing and that thing. They are building what I look at like a a commander level experience where it is fun to play at a, a kitchen table, at a game store, that kind of thing. And the communities themselves can come up with things. I've already thought of how cool would it be to print, um, you know, play mats or play areas, kind of like in Warhammer, where you have different, uh, you have different maps and different Bingo things. Bingo card, continue. <laughs> you have different, uh, you know, sceneries and things like that that affect the map and make it a new experience every time you play. I think there's ways to do that. And then you kind of what George said too, the the size of the card base allows you to do different things with the decks, which allows them to open up things into the different avatars and different um, dynamics with that. It's not a solved meta. Like, I don't think there's a solved meta problem that you have when you only have one set a year for another TCG. Totally. I, you're, I think you're totally right. And I love the idea. Like when you broach the idea of different maps, right, as part of one of the sub, I think that is sweet. That That's something that kind of you can you have exactly the product you already have. And it, it, it adds a new flavor. It doesn't require you to rebuild your deck or different cards like that. It's a new flavor. But I'm still I, I still really am curious what your take is on the fact that ca- does casual play help or hinder the one set a year model, right? Without OP, I I still don't know where you land on that. I think it helps. I think stores need to stop looking at this as the next matter. I think 
I don't think anybody's doing this. If you're yeah, looking yeah. at this as an, a replacement to Magic the Gathering, I think you're doing it wrong. That's and George George judges his new card games by are they going to overtake Magic the <laughs> Gathering? That's his like rate of success. No no card game is successful unless Magic the Gathering is dead. And like, <laughs> uh, like there's first room. Last. There's you're first room. or last, Louis. Well, Magic's not even first, so you're wrong on that. Pokemon sells more boxes. Okay, there is no way for any of us to know that Louis is speculating. I saw which a I will not we're talking about it the other day, so it's got to be true. <laughs> that seems like an unbiased source. You're good. <laughs> My point is that like there is room for this as a, a even stores who don't carry board games, right? You could carry sorcery as a a board game experience at your store that is a TCG centric. It doesn't have to replace Friday Night Magic. It doesn't have to be a major event at your store. It can be a fun, casual game where people can pick it up and play, and they don't have to keep up with a huge meta and that kind of thing. I think that is the sales pitch for Sorcery, in my opinion. I think that's a terrible sales pitch. Like, like there will be a meta. There's not going to be a meta? There, there won't be data about who, what decks win and lose? Like, what? Like, is it, Louis, be honest with me. You know that like, I, I know think, you're closer to the team than I am. Is source we're going to kill the internet? You can tell me. Like I think there will be a meta in a way that there's a commander meta. Yeah, there's not. Exactly. There's no commander meta. Exactly. My but point. But there's net decks. Like there's sure, decks. Like a meta that doesn't mean that. Like that doesn't make a meta. There's no. There's no reason that you have to play the deck because it's casual and it's fun. And if your deck is too strong, the team, the your playgroup's just gonna be like, dude, you're kind of a jerk. Don't play that again. My playgroup that we saw on our commander live stream, bingo card, our commander live stream. They that said the one other day, free space. Louis, your your lands a lot of free spaces in this bingo card. You're gonna have the whole row of free spaces. It'll be a complicated bingo card. We could do we could do um, patron prizes for people who fill out bingo cards. <laughs> that's talking about your patrons. That's a that's a bingo space. <laughs> free space. Uh, um, my, my, I, I, like go ahead. My point's proven based on the commander thing that you just agreed. I don't think that's true. I'm, ex- I'm excited what? when I'm sleep. De- I'm just excited for when I'm sleep deprived and I can't see the logical misses in some of these arguments. Like when the kid gets here and I've got like two hours of sleep in 10 uh, What's days, the logical miss in that? I, there's First of all, there's going to be a meta. Second of all, people just don't have to follow it. You don't have the pressure in that casual environment to follow the meta. When you have a deck that requires three of a card, four of a card, and you only have two of a card, you're more apt to then reach into the pile and find something cool that you want to play in its place. So there, there 100% will be a meta, right? The difference is, is this set big enough and is the game popular enough to when i get bored playing the deck that i built it's going to cost me money to build a deck of sorcery cards when i get bored of playing that am i going to reach into either the sealed product or the singles community to do something else to keep me re-engaged because nothing else is coming around the corner it's up to me to reinvest and get re-engaged and the only way that i can have a stockpile so the no competitive meta might help that, but I have to have a stockpile of cards to keep myself entertained when I want to build a new deck, when I want to play a new way, right? So <laughs> while there won't be a meta, there's still an engagement issue. I, I mean, I think that's I, I think that's fair. How what would you like to see? I'm looking up how many different um, uh, avatars are in there in the um, in the set. What? Like, don't you feel like the hero centric part of the game? It's not five color magic, right? 
allows right. you to experience the game in a different way and say, okay, I'm bored of this, the wind avatar deck. I'm going to go build uh avatar. I'm trying to pick them up, but a different avatar. It 100% does. But if I'm, if I'm having a moderate amount of enjoyment in between my FNM games or on Thursday after my commander pod, what if this uh, building another archetype, building another avatar costs me $80, cost me a hundred dollars. Even even just at a casual level, like just getting enough cards to put in a stack and play, am I going to make that investment? And the problem is, without the constant engagement, the opportunity for more than one set a year, maybe it falls into the back of my brain. Now, once it's in the back of my brain, someone says, you should try this avatar. Well, I'm not passionate about it. I'm not going to spend the money on it. I think I'll that's play the, the one biggest I have fear. On board. That's the biggest fear. It's like, is this game going to, you know, in six months after release? Is anybody going to be talking about sorcery? And we don't know that. We don't know that. And I do think that's the fear of once in a year. Yeah. If there was a second set, they... I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, a, yeah, yeah. It's an opportunity to... Now, that okay. doesn't... If it comes out and flops, it's bad. It won't sure. matter then it's how over. many it sets a year. Yeah. yeah. Then it doesn't matter. They sure. Can, they can do 20 I, sets it, a year. But I, if it's great, you can still lose people. Yeah. So there are 8, 9, 10, 11 avatars in this set. Um, I think that's a, I think that's a good chunk. I mean, I can see myself building two or three decks... Totally. Like, I, I think that that would be I'm not gonna build They're also all. not most TCG consumers though. That's fair. Like, That's fair. I can see myself building I all, think all, the, all the bigger issue I personally think the bigger issue with one set of years from an LGS perspective. Yeah. Like I think that it makes it harder to sell. And the question is, will they give enough other products that keep people excited throughout the year? And I don't think we. I hope that that's part of their communication. Yeah. I hope that's a. I hope that that's something that they figure out. I think that that my point is that is something that you can figure out after your Kickstarter comes out. Like the, step one is get your Kickstarter out. Step two is get the LG the you know the the first wave of actual product out as you're figuring. Out. It's way easier to get that first wave of actual product out than it is the Kickstarter stuff. You you got to start here. I'm weird then because I, I I would have trouble backing that, knowing that like with the one announcement that it was one set a year, right? Or or maybe there's no announcements of how many sets they're going to print or anything like that. I would have trouble backing that because my fear would be like, okay, I get really engaged, I really like this thing, but now I have nothing more to chew on, so I'm going to set it set it and forget it, and I'm going to move on to something. And that's that's the short attention span society we live in right now. Yeah, I've been playing the same commander decks for again, not the average TCG. (laughs) Like I I mean, maybe I. I know. Look at Magic; they're releasing fifty sets a week, and like Ooh. the consumer seems to be rejecting that. I'm like that's the, yes, but there's somewhere in between, right? That is probably that sweet spot. Yeah, I agree, George. I, I, your arguments, like your your perspective, your perspective of the success of a game, makes your arguments just mute to me. I've made no arguments, and your eye rolling counts. Yeah, <laughs> All right, that's let's, kind move of an argument. <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. This. Uh, Good try. <laughs> They're going to do 28,000 boxes of Kickstarter, roughly. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit more. Let's say 30. What should be their What should be their print run for not Kickstarter, but first edition? <sighs> I have no clue. Beta? <laughs> um, the sa- is that a reprint of the same set? Yes. Yeah, this is what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about this exact thing in a couple minutes uh, when we talk about it with Genesis. I, I mean, I think they have to evaluate that. 
Honestly, okay. I, that makes sense. Like, I think you have to see what happens with this. No, like, no, you cannot wait till after Kickstarter ships to order the print run for this first edition. Like, well, well, how long do you think they should come out with it? I think it should come out pretty quickly. No, see, I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree. How do you play your game if you can't get boxes? Well, it depends on what the price of boxes. Are. Do you think boxes are going under MSRP on release? I think, I think they're going to go. I think they're going to close to MSRP. Yeah, right. So if boxes are MSRP from the Kickstarter, why do you need more boxes? The yeah, stores have to get them. them. Stores could back at the could have backed at the store tier. That's what not I a did. lot of stores. I don't. I bet you some stores didn't. Well, that's their own fault. Like just because you missed out on pre-ordering double masters doesn't mean that you should just like be given. Funny. Free I remember a masters. really cranky phone call from a friend who missed out on Roy ordering <laughs> double masters and asking. I for did boxes. not miss out. I gotta remember. On I gotta look my phone Stop that. flooding my store. I gotta look. I gotta look and see. I did not miss from. out on double masters. Who was that from? Somebody else was, missed out on double it masters. It was probably Cab- me. Cab- 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 Market. What Somebody else that? who is responsible for my order after I ordered it. I'm not going to get into exactly who that was, but when you place an order, it goes to somebody, and that and somebody. So, they, so your pre order wasn't in, and then you had a call. My pre order was in. My hmm. somebody didn't do their job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my that's somebody. why I got. That's why I got a new somebody. Shout out to Gabe, my new somebody. <laughs> and we're all very happy we're keeping that you in. Too. All right, uh, <laughs> let's move on. Keep that in. Nobody knows what the hell you're talking about. We'll, so you can we'll, definitely keep that in. We'll talk about first edition product in a little bit because we're going to talk about that. In okay, the, that was Gabe is my Gabe is my grandpa. Thanks for the shout out. Yeah, thanks. My favorite. All, all right, right cryptic. Relax. Cryptic has boxes in hand. They printed a box. Good job, cryptic. Tanner, shout out. Tanner did a live stream on Instagram. Dude, Tanner was stoked. I have never been so, like, it was so cool to see him opening packs of his own game and be so excited about it. It was just really cool to see. Um, Did you guys see it? Yep. Yep. (laughs) What do you guys think? He was stoked. (laughs) Absolutely stoked. Josh wow. gets it. Wow. That's great. That's great content, Josh. Wow. I mean, like, <laughs> show, guys. Really invigorating. I'm glad you guys are so invested in this part uh, of the segment. This is great. I love the word invigorating. Good job. He just learned it. Um, <laughs> so they had the cool box topper. That was the big takeaway. Everybody was talking to the box topper. I don't think it was on Instagram, though. I think it was on yep. Whatnot. Uh, well, he posted it on Instagram, so that's where I saw it. Okay, I think it was on whatnot. I don't watch whatnot. Listen, everybody it's, wants I me understand. to start doing whatnot. I just don't want to do it. I, is George is George everybody now? No, everybody no. told him he was like, "We're going to partner." They were like, "No, we're going to be competitors." <laughs> then I did my own thing. Then he was like, "Why aren't we doing it together? We could be buddies." I then get, I was like, like, "I've already hired five people to do whatnot with me." I get like three messages a day being like, "Louis, you should do whatnot." Louis, you should do whatnot. What else, me, Josh? You didn't hire a person with a pre-built following looking for money, Wait, freaking out do you about do, to have a child? Do you want to do one? No, 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 no. Dibs. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, gosh. Could do it. Between me and Louie, who do you think can get you more hot boxes? Mm. Mm. Hot mm. single boxes? Thank hard. In my have, in my area? Let's have this conversation <laughs> offline, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, let's have it offline. Uh, who do you think is going to give you a, a lesser percentage? You. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You. That's 100%. easy. You're going to trick me into saying, I'm going to promote you on my channel. That's no, how you're going gonna to take a higher percentage. That was the joke. No way. Abs- absolutely not. 100%. George wants to, I will be, beat George George's, wants to beat you no, so bad. Beat he might take percent- nothing. I will beat George's percentage where I am paying you to stream for me. Oh, wait, do that. That's not, that hurts <laughs> yeah, both of you. Yeah, okay. That's great. <laughs> um, that doesn't hurt me at all. No, that's accurate. That's, that's, only, that's only great. Good. 
yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, the big thing is they showed the box topper, which looked amazing. Yep. And yeah. I want to give young Tanner a shout out on this. Why did he give you a scoopy scoopy? That's the only reason you would do that. He gave me two scoopy scoopies, I think. <laughs> uh, but that's not what I want to give him a shout out for. I love scoopy oh, scoopies. Did he give you a scoopy? Yeah, we all no. saw the Facebook post, George. <laughs> so help me God. Tanner, um, <laughs> his art is not only criminally underrated, it's very good art. Very, very good art. Louis putting up the art right now on screen of the box topper and everything else that was on his Instagram feed. I'm just going to have the art. It's, it's not going to be the box topper, but sure. Continue. And it's also not just landscapes. Everybody yeah. does every, but every game does 10 trillion landscapes and like landscapes are beautiful. They look great. I love them. They don't move along your story. There's no story of that tree. Nobody yeah. cares. Tanner's art moves along the story. That's why he's doing the comic books. He's taking the lore very seriously and the art reflects that. Yeah, good art from Tanner. Looks great. And uh, it was so, a great stream. So I agree with what you're saying about like I I think he almost goes too far to have too much of the um like, that was one of the things I always noticed about cryptic. It's all creature or not creatures but um people. Uh and I hope that they move forward like continuing to do that but also adding some more non just people artwork. Uh which they have in some of their um spells like renewed Tenacity, Boneyard Survey. Like they have some of that. And did you the boxes? There's so much less spells in the game because it's it's very much yeah. focused on your um it's not like mad. It's like there's so much more to it than just like yeah. the creatures. But um, did you see, did the, I see boxes? the boxes? Yeah, they look yeah. sweet. They're thinner than I thought. What? Yeah, they're thinner. Well, I have the a test box that's super thick. They're thinner than I thought. They're embossed in everything. You're crazy. The I said they're thinner. What does that have to do with the embossed? Well, thinning. If you if you emboss something that's too thin, it becomes holy. What are you talking about? If it's too thin, you can emboss right through it. I meant like thick, like the box size is thicker, not like the paper in the, not like the the material that the box is made out of. I meant not, like not the actual the overall the volume of the, of box. the box. Oh, okay. It's I don't really thinner than I thought it was. No, oh, I don't. Really but it looks sweet. Yeah, the yeah, unboxing is really cool. The box looks great. It looks like a it looks like a high quality box. Like he's doing what you need to do. He's doing yeah. what you need to do to be successful. Um, you know, the market's not cooperating with any of these new TCGs all of a sudden. No, uh, a but like, you know, they can't fix they can't do anything about that. So you so, release you yeah. you release your boxes when they're printed and you wait out the storm. That's all you I, can do. I think you said we should have boxes in hand like October seventeenth or eighteenth. Yeah, which is I, I don't think anything matters in the market after before that. I, I think I'm. I'm pretty, I suspect the economy won't turn around in the next two weeks. No, but, I'm, but like, we don't know exactly what's going to happen with crypto. Do you bet? Yes, yes. What, what do you want to bet? Lou, Louis wants to bet. Get him. <laughs> bet. I I'm in. I don't, I don't. I don't bet on the real stock market. <laughs> I'm not saying the stock market. I'm saying the economy will not be. I, I suspect that this will be the economy we have for the next two weeks. If I were a betting man. <laughs> <laughs> uh look sweet i'm super excited to, to rip open some packs and to uh to play i'm gonna do an event at the store too with uh with the boxes it's gonna be pretty cool i i one of my i think the best takeaways of this game is it's so easy to learn like this the yeah. system to the game is so 
it's so easy. They they basically take what magic does, but evolve it. Um, and I think that's a really good way to do it. Um, he's, they didn't. He's throwing it back to what magic started as, which is what a way to kill time between oh. different games. Like yeah. he's throwing it back to like I have a couple of I have a couple minutes between beers at the bar. Let's bust out some decks and play some games. Yeah, you don't need all these things and stuff and no. items. You just can sit down and play. No, like it's a it's a um. You know, and it's funny. Like, I think he's not getting enough credit for this. Like, it, you know, he's doing very high end art, great boxes, high quality product. Um, they have a Christopher Rush piece meant for kitchen table games, meant for like meant for kitchen table gaming. Yeah. Like, he's doing the things. Like, he's doing the things we've asked pe- games to do. Like, good for him. He's, he's attacking the right market too. Yeah. If you can sit down, you can play quickly. Uh, you don't need a lot of stuff to do it. You don't need high end, expensive things. Uh, he's doing. He's going about it the right way. I think he's going to keep his print runs in check. Like he wants to build some value in the boxes. I think he has some cool things planned for. Um, uh, Where'd for you learn that? Cards. Where'd you learn that? In the in wave two, which is coming out, did he post that on Facebook to so help me? No, we I've said it on the podcast a hundred times, and you make fun of me every time I say it. wave two has really cool exclusive items that aren't oh. available in wave one, which is a really great way to do it. That's pretty cool. He gets it. He's been paying attention, man. This Tanner Tanner's is smart. Tanner's dangerous. He's smart and he's dangerous. Danger, baby. In this community, like he's he can put out some fires. Don't you he's want to start a, he's a fires? <laughs> he's, he's a fireman. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> he's a fireman. <laughs> he's his a fireman. game is he's a ball his game fireman. is taken off. Joke. The fire is Pay growing, and he jumps people. in and puts it out. He can <laughs> he can put out the fires when fires start, man. Um, super excited. Can't wait. Your analogy game is not on wow. point this week. No. All right. Rough. Moving on. Let's talk about. I would say we should refilm, but I'll be in the middle of a hurricane by the time this we have to refilm. So it's complicated. Yes. Yes. Let's do it. We're going to film while Josh's wife is giving birth. George From the delivery room, George cosplaying the Wizard of Oz. I'll be in the delivery room. At that and point, will be back I will up, be back the home. I will be the rock that keeps us together, everyone. I'm out. <laughs> the podcast right. is dead. Let's talk about Kickstarter retail launches and what we think these games should be looking at and trying to do to make their retail launches successful post Kickstarter when they launch their first product. Genesis just came out with their plan for this. <laughs> Why are you shaking your head? That was a topic that we agreed on. Yes, it, it is. would be the Genesis section and you changed it. Well, let's talk about Genesis and then we can talk about the other games too, which are falling in Genesis shoes. Genesis shoes. They're falling in their shoes. Yeah, Genesis is really the first game that kickstarted and now has actual boxes coming out, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, MetaZoo. Get good. MetaZoo does not count. 15 oh, people back okay. to Kickstarter, George. 15 people. Actually, it was like 110. It doesn't count. They raised less money on their Kickstarter than some of these games had as their top pledge. It's a completely different conversation. MetaZoo launched before the big COVID boom of TCGs. I have a hot take for this one, so I'm excited. What's the hot take? Oh, no, I was going to let you two duke it out first and come in and win. MetaZoo is not the the driving factor on this. They, they, they're not. They didn't kickstart. In, like, they barely kickstarted. 
It's a completely different story. They weren't raising 100, 200, 300, 4 million dollars on Kickstarter and then trying to figure this out. Sure, but how about the topic? Let's talk about Genesis. <laughs> and then afterwards, let's continue to evaluate the other games, like I've said 18 times. I so I'll drop us in here because Thankful we all we seem to, we seem to be struggling. And my I have a really what Backs. I think might be a hot take on this. If you're gonna kickstart a game and you get a decent backing, we'll say the the games that get you know almost no backing aside and they come out and then they happen to take off. If your game has a good backing. And you are doing what the three of us has said. We are not focused on competitive play. You're really focused on casual play. You're not focused on a big organized play circuit. Then I don't think that set should be released in game stores. Your next set. Yep. I told you it was a hot take. Your next set should be in game stores. That set should be just for your Kickstarters. Just that set. And maybe you re- come back to that set in a year or hey, down the re- road. Listen, reprints are an option. Mm. You know, stuff like that are an option. You can reprint these cards. What a horrifically bad take from Josh. That's a great. That's a, I that's don't a, know, man. I think it's interesting. Listen, that's every a time we've seen a Kickstarter take off and then the boxes come out in stores, they do not do well. We have never seen that. What other game have we seen it? Sorcery. Mm. <laughs> Not every print I know. I couldn't think. Yet. I couldn't think Me- of an actual example. Me- no, George, Metazoo Meta- did, did, did not take off on Kickstarter. They did not well, take off. Like, what game took off on Kickstarter that have done what you're that's, talking about? Then that's, that's, that's my. Point. I made a. I made a bad point. statement. Like, that why is Louis' point. point. Louis, come on. Um, that's. <laughs> I made a bad statement. I'm saying this is truly what I think. This is so hard to do. Everyone, I need help. Oh God! I'm for a we million all know reasons. you need help. That's not news for a um, million reasons. Yeah. Um, like stores won't carry your game. That's not. Uh, Wait, why? They get pl- the kit. They get the retail kit. So you I get the start- retail kit. So I have to run events for boxes I can't sell. And you think I'm taking this game? You can sell them still. Like but for for all these games we've talked about, they have wait, wait, a wait, retail wait. version. But Josh's but Josh's idea is I can't. Josh's idea is I can't sell that box, right? You you can no. You can get the you retail. Shut kit. your mouth That's, for once and listen. After the Kickstarter closes, if you're a retail store, you ordered a retail kit that comes with a thousand boxes. But let's you say have I don't get, thousand boxes. Let's say I don't get the retail. Let's say I didn't back it. Then yeah, then, then I don't get it. You, no, why? Why and would you when the get next, it? But then, when the next set comes out, you you can buy the boxes. Then I would never carry that game, ever. Okay, <laughs> ever, well, ever. Then they don't probably don't want you to carry their That's game. That's right. They're gonna get their wish. Okay, like, so here's what. Like, it, listen, Metazoo, take... Metazoo, listen. George didn't back you, so you have to give him some Kickstarter boxes. <laughs> but they made first today. edition, which is the same box. But you didn't back them on Kickstarter, but you bought first edition. I don't think you're understanding what Josh is saying because you're not listening. Josh is saying that it would be the equivalent of you don't get first edition Cryptid Nation. You can only take Nightfall. Yeah, you get because Night- first right. edition Cryptid Nation doesn't exist. Doesn't right. exist. The only merit. Cryptid Nation so, that exists. So there's no Mothman. The meta completely. There's no Chaos Crystal. There's no Chaos Crystal. 
this this model only works you your if games. the Kickstarter is successful. If the Kickstarter yeah. is not successful, you then have to print those boxes to the LGS because there's not also, enough of them out also, there. Also, Josh is saying that kicks that Chaos Crystal and Mothman would have been printed in Nightfall as the same cards or, or the third or, set. Yeah, if they need or the third set or whatever. I think it's an interesting model. I don't think I would Wait, necessarily why are you shaking your head at the notion Horrible. of reprints. At the notion of reprinting a popular staple that people need I, in I an alternate art, which you've advocated, I'm fine with that. That ain't it's, my beef. It's an interesting model. It's definitely a, a more loved take by George than what I think is a good model. What I've said multiple times on the podcast that some of these games need to consider, which is being a hundred percent a Kickstarter game, and that, and not I think doing that's better than I think that's a better idea than Josh's dumb idea. Why? I mean, like. I, like I think it, like they're both terrible. Uh, but wait, like, Louis, I mean, you just he just sided with you, and you're like, wait, no, because <laughs> like, it makes no sense. It's the opposite. Like, only have Kickstarter. You release your Kickstarter boxes, and stores and have the ability. Kits. Stores have the ability to back it as a store at fifty percent discount or whatever it ends up. You know, whatever it is. And then stores, if they want to carry the game, that's their pre-order for the the set, and. You don't need the distribution system. You have your own distribution hub that you manage the orders. Okay. Listen, that's boo-boo. a lot of overhead. Listen, boo boo. These games have struggled with that. That's well, all not just these games, but yeah, any game that's like, not. like these, like games have struggled without distribution and deliver and delivering their Kickstarters. Yeah. Like, I'm not the biggest fan of distribution. That's been obvious to everybody who with half a brain cell, even obvious to Louis with like a quarter of a brain cell. But like, like, listen, like the problem that you'll run into is these games are just bad at distribution. Like, so, like that's the issue. All right. We're, we're, we're not following our original plan for that's talking because about the this. original topic was stupid and you changed <laughs> it on us. Continue. I did not. J- Josh. Did I change the topic on you, or did we talk about this multiple times before we started? Pick a side, Switzerland. Pick a side. <laughs> no, we did talk about it before we started. You Me or wanted, mom? You, <laughs> George, you wanted him to change the topic, but he refused to do it because this is my, this he's is a podcast. dictator. He yeah, is a this dictator. So this is my he podcast. He is a dictator. All right, let's talk about what Genesis is doing. <laughs> yes, yeah, a much better topic. Continue. So I'm oh the God. only one that has a take on this. You yes. Open your big <laughs> mouth. We were supposed to start by talking about Genesis, what they were doing, and then say, "Here's some other things some of these other games could be doing." That's what we were supposed to do. And none of you guys said anything, so I gave my take. George was too busy worrying about the six people that backed MetaZoo's Kickstarter. But like. So wait, you came up with this topic when you already had an answer pre-prepared that you said several times. I gave an answer. You both yelled at me, and then we I moved on. I agreed with you. I that said is, I liked this, it. This is what we're I doing. said. I liked God. it. Come, all right, you guys, come back next week. We're, this has been bad. Come back next week. We'll do better next week. I promise. If not, just stop next watching. Week, well, we've got Mark Rosewater on. Well, well, no, please stop. Please don't stop watching. Yeah, next whatever week, you whatever. Next week we've got Mark Rosewater Bo- on. So. The Bone Zone on Skimmy Skeletons Discord and Skimmy Skeletons was very good this week. It's like it's a great Bone Zone this week. Go watch that instead of this. It's much yeah. better. Go ahead and Google that. See what pops up. Okay, um, that's <laughs> talk about Genesis and what they they put out. George, ahead, this George. is your you this is your baby. Oh, so they did two things that were different. They have different chase cards in it. Different different of the epics. 
and they goofed a little bit and they put in some they there was an error at the printer and they accidentally put in some of the recycle program cards into the boxes um this has become a hot topic in genesis land um first like let me say the obvious that i don't think i need to state but there's a couple of frankly morons who don't believe this um (laughs) this was this was clearly a mistake like they did not they did not accidentally include the recycling program cards in the box to pump the retailer kit retail boxes like i i i know i know a sid uh there's no way how to pronounce his name last week yeah (laughs) i was like like i know him he wouldn't do that um that's fair he can like he can live with himself there's much much easier ways to pump boxes that he does not do might i add yeah Yes. Like there are much easier ways to do that, and he will not do those because he thinks they're unethical. So I can assure you he did not do this, which is like would it be unethical if it was not a mistake? Right. Yes. Uh so like this was a complete accident. Um I think I think people are way overreacting to this. I'll be perfectly blunt. I I think um Kickstarter will still have the pre-alpha cards. It'll still have the signed cards. It still has oh, the box people toppers. Are, people are now saying that the retail version is more special than the I forget non- you're not in the community. Yeah, they're now saying that the retail boxes will now be harder, will now be more sought after than the Kickstarter. And I think that's total nonsense. Sure. I agree. Like, I, like, they, like listen, like the big chase from Kickstarter is the pre-alpha. Yeah. And also, like, I mean, like, you know, the best thing they've done lately is honestly the recycling program, which you can now recycle at Compete Sport, by the way. Everybody message George and tell him that you message have Tyler. Message, no, message Tyler. George. Message, message George. Tyler. He's at, he's at George in the in the Discord server. You have my permission to spam him. So one of the best things that they've done is this recycling program, which you can now do at Compete Sport. And this is how you're going to get some of the rare, more sought-after cards and the cards that are in the meta decks that weren't in the boxes. Um, like, I've had people buy boxes for the packs because they need the tiger. And the tiger takes two boxes worth of packs. So they're going to okay. open the boxes and turn in the packs to get the tiger. Yeah. Um, I did not see that coming. I thought the recycling program was, you know, good for the environment, good for the good for mother and brother earth, good for all those things. It's great. Uh, but I figured it was be a, a feel good thing, uh, not a people would buy, not a way to increase sales. And it has. Yeah. Um, which makes me think like a lot of other games should actually do that. Yeah. Like I was like, I saw a big uptick in sales when they announced the recycling program. So then what do you do with the car? The you recycle the car packs? Or yeah. You recycle, we have a recycling center right by me. Okay. That's cool. It's for, you know, we care about the earth here in South Carolina. Yeah. That's a lot of we, trust. It's cool. I like them on fire with gasoline in the back. Um, is that not, I hope that's okay with the Sid. Is that, is that not what you're supposed to do? <laughs> is that not, is that not right? Um, so yeah, I think that's cool. Um, okay. I so, don't mind. I don't mind this because I do think retail needed some extra oomph. And I think this delivers some extra oomph. I, you know, listen, like, I've been very critical of Genesis boxes, and that remains. Like, I think they need to add some more oomph into these boxes still. Yeah. Like, it can't be God pack so, or bust, and that's what it feels like still. That's that's back up to beginning of the Kickstarter. All about backing up lately. Go ahead. Let's Let's back say. up to the beginning of the Kickstarter. And Genesis kicks, we, you say, George, Kickstarter is going to come out, and two months after, a month after, whatever it is, 
Genesis Kickstarter boxes are still going to be 80 to 90 bucks. $100 max. Do, do you think that Genesis should schedule and have ready a second wave of now first edition or whatever it is product? Um, it's not first edition, but, you know, retail version yeah. of of Origins. Or do you think, nope, boxes are 80 to 90 bucks. Let it I go. think stores need it. Like, stores need retailer versions. I also think, like, listen, like, if you want to recruit new stores, you got to give them something to sell. Like, okay. all these new games need more stores. Like the what, games that started off strong are now shrinking. The games that are the games that are small are not growing at the rate they need to grow. Like Locrana, Locrana is coming. Like they need to grow quickly. Louis, Lorcana's going to take eyes away from some of these games, if albeit for a minute. The game I agree. Could it won't be, be as big as Polywog, but like it'll be it'll be close. It could be a fiery disaster. Polywog is getting so much advertisement on this podcast. It doesn't matter. It's dead. Like you can. I, adver- is. I agree. You I can even you can advertise this. it in Times Square. It won't matter. That w- it would matter a little bit. No, it no really way. wouldn't. No, All right. it, would. it would cost the guy money. Which- he doesn't have any. <laughs> um, he's made this very clear. Um, like, okay. So you think, so what should that print run be? Should it be more or less? It should be, it's got to be more than the Kickstarter? No. Why? What are you going to do? Print less boxes and make it more rare? Yes. Because the new, because the retail version needs to be used to recruit new stores. That's the goal. That's the goal of the retail box for me. Sure. I agree. So like, I'm not going to buy a lot of the retail boxes. I have Kickstarter for my, for my customers. Your customers aren't going to want the more rare version of the card? No, because it's not no, because like the Kickstarter I think will always hold a premium. I think just because something is a second print run doesn't make it inherently less valuable. But the the community thinks that. We've seen that so. time and time again. Yeah. That's right. I the uh the the regular foil version of um of my popper deck would be worth as much as the first edition foil or the first foil printing of my popper deck like, I, I think you tried to make a point but i have no yeah idea. no i got i got lost in my mumbling are you doing people, okay Lewis? like are you feeling, want, like you have been you have been like really off your game this podcast are you are you okay not, somebody, somebody google did they legalize drugs in your state recently it's only meth <laughs> oh, i still got all his teeth they're right there like people want the first version of the card that's like a tcg right. thing yeah yeah the second edition is less value. Like, it it always contains less value, and if the product is the exact same and just so Josh, says you're agreeing with edition. him, even if it's more rare. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess. The, like, I think I can accept I'm wrong on that. These games need new. These these games need new stores, and you're not going to do that just through Kickstarter. You got to give them some boxes. So you make you make some boxes, and you just make this enough is, for just what's what. So it could be ten percent. Yeah, I, mean, I could be more than that, but I mean, like, listen, like, you know, I, you know, I had five customers ask me to order retail boxes for them. I'll order what they're going to ask me to order, but I'm not going to carry retail. Yeah, that makes sense. And do you think maybe that's a path forward for some of these games? It just the model you just said, where you go to your local game store, you kind of build a scene, but the local game store doesn't necessarily put their money on the line. They literally take orders from customers. You can't get it off the shelf but you build a consistent customer base. That way the game store is not risking money. Your players can get their boxes. The problem is it's hard to 
grow so, the community that way. I think the smartest thing Genesis does, other than the um, recycling program, which I would have gotten wrong, is they make it so that if you're a patron of theirs and you and, they, and you get their promos and you send the promos to an LGS, yeah, you get an extra promo. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've, said this every week. I've said this, this every week. This means that like you're going to go to your LGS and be like, hey, I'm here for my promos. You guys can really carry this game. Yeah. But like, if I if I'm really the, I I love that. So this yeah. is not a commentary on that. I love that. That's that's a great move. But if if I'm that game store and I'm like, oh okay, George, you come into my game store every every month and you pick up these promos. Here's what we'll do. When you want Genesis, you tell me. Give me a call. I'll put it in my distributor order, and I'll give you a discount, right? Because you're you're coming to me, and you guys feel free to come in and play this game anytime you want. But I'm not going to buy a bunch of it to put on my shelves because yeah. I, I don't want to front that money. That is how every store carries every new game they carry. They find okay. a champion in the store who will push that game. No game store looks for new games to carry. Sure. Games reach out to them. But more importantly, if you really, and I've said this to everybody, if you want your game store to carry any of the games we talk, we talk about here, not called Magic the Gathering, it is on you yeah. to go to the store, talk to the store manager or owner about the game, and tell them, I'm going to be here to run your events for you. Yeah. I would have been wrong about yeah. this six months ago, but. You know, that's not shocking. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it, that seems that's how local games communities have started around me. So that that makes sense. I, I agree. That's yeah. the best way to do it. But it's aren't you saying doesn't it hinder the growth of a game like Genesis if Compete Sport do, uses that model only and doesn't have a box of Genesis on the shelf? So it's hard then when those people come in, you you don't have the product to kind of go along. I think you have to have some of the product. Night. Like, yeah, if, it, well. If, if like now it becomes a risk, right? Absolutely, once, but if it's a it's a small risk, right? I'm gonna have a case. Oh, okay. six boxes. And sure. once so you okay. have once you have six or eight players who are playing regularly, and then you can start saying like, it's not really a risk. I know they're gonna buy it. I know like I'm gonna have it restocked and okay and in stock. Okay, I think there's also a line for a lot of stores where it's like, okay, I've now doubled my money off of the these customers who are playing this new game i'll go ahead and spend that doubled money on boxes to have on the shelf for them to help the game grow it's really kind of risk-free because you've taken on a new product it's kind of paid for itself you haven't made right. profit off of it but you have the product that now you're making yeah i think that's another way that it works too so okay um, interesting i i think i learned from this perspective that you guys are okay with the second launch of the the boxes being less printed than the Kickstarter run. I think it almost has to be. I mean, like, listen, like, let's go back to sorcery for a minute. I think 30,000 boxes of this first edition would be way too many. Way yeah, too many. That's, that's a super, like, I never would have gotten there. That's a like super 60, interesting thing. 60,000 boxes? Yeah. That's way too many. I mean, it has to just be, we've talked about this with other games in the past. It's it's a balancing act. It's got to be what the community needs, right? Yeah. It's so much yeah. more important than than is it double the rarity or half the rarity. Like, that almost doesn't matter. If you want your community to survive, it, it, it needs to be exactly the right amount. I wonder if then on those retail versions, you don't even want the flashier things. You almost keep it like a... 
think that's good. Yeah, I agree you with you. Keep it like a baseline, as cheap as the product can get for the yep. store, as cheap as the product can get for a new player. Because then you have the flashy stuff that's in the Kickstarter or whatever the next kind of first edition product is. You're doing great. Yeah. You're doing sure. you're doing great. You're really on top of it right. tonight and you're doing Let's great. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move on. You guys ready? I was born ready, baby. All right, let's talk about Seance and the LGS kits that are coming out. I, uh, I we, need to order. I need to pre-order some Seance. Where can I do that? I also hey, like a, a sweet. We, I accidentally spoiled it a little bit I, at the beginning of the podcast. Hoodie. Where can I get that sweet hoodie? And I, I some spoiled it. Uh, oh this no, is, George, you can't get a sweet hoodie. I had no, this conversation yeah, earlier. Jo- today. Josh asked me if I would send him a hoodie. I said no, 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 no. no. I asked you if I could buy a hoodie <laughs> because I'm on the podcast. I said. Uh, I said. I said no. The only way to get this hoodie and it's not even a, is it a hoodie yeah it is a hoodie the only way to get the hoodie <laughs> also i know all right let me tell you about all about the bundle so this is an msrp bundle all the product oh is God. at msrp but then you're going to get an amazing hoodie it is a hoodie. yeah and we just learned it was a hoodie, hoodie that might have been a hat <laughs> that is um embroidered uh with a made the zuby with you uh you know thing plus a um a seance globe what do they call those a crystal ball is the the correct uh phrase for it. seance globe seance globe oh should i call it the seance globe buddy did we just create that uh you're also going to get a like a hotel keychain type thing uh that's going to have the zoo will be with you uh and then a crystal ball on it and some coasters and a koozie for your beer uh, so lots of uh, the zoo will be with you items so, here. So we can stop free advertising on this podcast. You can only do that if you get the if you get the the kit, Josh. I'm not I'm buying just, one, Josh. Don't worry. Just, um, I'll send listen. you all the stuff, all the goodies. I and how one. many of those do you, can you get in a tall? And a tall? Oh, I don't know. They're they're like they're like nice thick uh, woven hoodies though. They're like the. They're I didn't not say like can the... I get it in a thick. I said can I get it in a tall. I'm oh, thick. I'm thick. thick. You, you can get it in George, but not in Josh. All right. I'm thick. <laughs> tall. All right. I don't we think they have. A, we should, we should make a sizing chart. He's thick, baby. I don't think they have tall sizes. Patrons, you'll have a patrons. You'll get a discount. We'll be sending this out. Wait, um, do they have thick sizes? They have thick sizes, yeah. I think it goes up to 3XL. That's uh, thick. Yeah. That's not thick enough. I need, <laughs> so, I, need, I, need a, I need a thicker size. Patrons, you'll get a discount. If you're not a patron, this will be on the website, too, at kevdancemarket.com. Um, I, I didn't tell you guys the, the special part of this. And this is this is only if it sells out. I, I came up with this literally like five minutes before the podcast, and I was like, I'm going for it. So I haven't really thought it through too much. But if it sells out and people get excited about it and, and purchase it, I will personally use the money uh, to have a Made the Zuby With You Hawaiian shirt designed and available only to the people who purchase the kit. Uh, at whatever the cost is. Could you ride my coattails anymore <laughs> if you humanly tried? Like you're, you're like, a, you're, no, like you're a trope. You're a trope like, on my channel. Like hop on my back. I will carry you to sales because no. God knows you can't get them on your own. You're a trope. You know how many things in my store? I'm like, oh, geez, you guys, if you buy this, you can get a Cavdane's market thing. None. <laughs> There you go. None. That's great. Uh, fine. We won't do it then. We won't do the hoodie. We won't do no, the. You have um, to do the hoodie no, now. no, you don't want it. You want to be. A, you want to be a dick about it. Like we won't do it. You know, we won't. We won't do it. So uh, it will, me. If, oh, if, if this if it goes well, um, then we'll do a. Uh, it made the Zuby with you Hawaiian shirt. I thought you'd be excited about that. And I am. You I were, actually am. No, you, you want one. Fine. We'll just cut this whole part out, and I won't ever say it. 
Can it? Can all Come the Hawaiian back. designs, instead of being like they, from a distance, they look like flowers? We would get up close. It's all three of our faces in various patterns. Yeah, that was the idea about all it. But George three of our faces. It, so it's not oh, just sorry. Just, uh, sorry, it's where, just George's where, face. George, I will have a, a special one made for you. That's just your face. I mean, uh, you, no, I no, no, no. This <laughs> the special one is what? It's just your face that you give to him. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. Too ugly. Um, Too ugly. So Sands coming up. It'll be interesting. I think this sets uh, a super interesting dynamic with the half print run and then kind of seeing what UFO is going on on the market and seeing wilderness. It'll be really interesting to see people's takes on the set. So I personally wanted to put together a bundle that people would be excited about for the May the Zoo Be With You stuff. Here is what I Um, think is great about MetaZoo fans is they do find their community and they support them. Like, I mean, I know know, I'm I'm part of two groups that have done very well. This I know that you sold out of UFO at MSRP basically um, through May the Zoo Be With You. Uh, that was great. I know that we like do you know, anything through me. Did we do anything for UFO? For yes, we, pu- yeah, we, we, we pumped your bags as always, but that's all right. <laughs> I know that Casper Society, which I'm a part of, they did the bundle at MSRP that went well. MetaZoo fans find the road, and that's always good to see. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see the set. I, the theme of this set is not one that I was as excited for as UFO. Um, I was so busy during UFI, I didn't get to put together a bundle uh, just with life stuff that was going on and the channel stuff that was going on. Uh, but I actually was like really excited to put together the theme of this set. It just kind of worked. And we, we had talked about, George and I had talked about doing a bundle together for UFO, and it just kind of fell apart um, with the, we the did, drone. We're doing this bundle together, and that's great. Yeah. So, um, Fun I'm, stuff. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, they also announced the tarot cards on eBay this week. I think it's tarot. Tarot, tarot. It's got a T on the end of it. They got to put like a little symbol on it if it's silent. Help, help the dumb people out like me. Um, tarot is that really what it is? I've never heard that before. Have you heard tarot before? Uh, to be honest, I've never been in a conversation with tarot cards like that. That conversation. You don't get your reading son? No, that does not come up very often. Well, I thought you like in therapy. Yeah, but not that kind of therapy. Like That's actual my kind therapy. Of therapy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, so it'll be really interesting i think what happens with seance um i think people like that darker theme like like nightfall was um um so. i agree with that um i want to give a couple huge shout outs here um huge shout out to steve aoki who is the yes who won the internet i guess i don't really understand how music charts work but he was number one on a music chart and we're happy for him for uh techno music for yeah but for it was number one electronic album in the world i think number 23 in sales on overall album really yeah i think the 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 conversation was like the meta zoo did the meta zoo sale help with that because it was the yes we're buying cds pretty cool Um, i bet he's the number one physical sales in the world yeah i mean like listen decade <laughs> Mike gets a uh, bad rap sometimes, and I think that sometimes it's fair, sometimes it's not fair. But like, I think like Mike has an unbelievable working relationship with his partners. Like him and Aoki help each other out. Like Aoki got the MetaZoo tattoo. Aoki got like Aoki's all in on the zoo, and is like it, that's, that's cool. Is, is it fair to call him a partner though? Isn't he like a part owner? What do you want to call these people? Last week I called it. <laughs> last week I called it a collaborator, and you were like, "Why don't you call it a partner?" Oh, why? This week, and just why don't you call it an investor? Just pick your freaking, just pick your freaking name, you freaking donut. Um, so like, donut now. 
Have I gotten yeah. fatter than a dodo bird? You're definitely fatter than a dodo bird. <laughs> um, so, you know, he did the same thing with the uh, D. Bruce t-shirts. Like, you know, him and D. Bruce have a great relationship. Yeah. Like, Mike and his whatever name you want to call the people he partners Well, that one with. would be a partner because they are a partner, not a <laughs> partial owner. Like, Mike always tries to find ways to help them out and vice versa. And I think that's really awesome to see. Like, we see the King Pokemon. Like, him and King Pokemon are always real close. Um, like Mike really does go out of his way to help his people. This is the most involved that Aoki seems to be though. Like, I think Aoki seems to have gotten more involved recently, which is other than tattooing his body permanently with MetaZoo. That might mean more to some of us than it does to others. Aoki has a lot of tattoos. I'm not like trying to downplay Uh, the tattoo. I'm not saying his other tattoos don't matter. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, he's no Travis Barker. But it's a much bigger commitment. Do you know that he had cancer? Isn't that the isn't that Blink One Eight Two guy who had cancer? That would be Mark Hoppus. If you guys want to do a Blink One Eight Two podcast, listen. I can do Blink One Eight Two at the gym earlier today. I love Blink One Eight Two. I want. Okay. All right. This will be a depressing story. Here so my wife was out of town for something. I don't remember what. And I went to a Blink-182 concert. Okay. When was it? It was so insanely depressing. I could not handle it. It was so loud. My feet hurt. <laughs> so old. And Tell like me I you're was old like, without telling and me like, you're old. Trick. They were all like me. They were all like me. They were all like fat old geezers waiting to die but before we died we have to go see this band and try to leave, relive our 20s but we couldn't because everything was too damn loud because of my like, damn sciatica before yeah. covid before covid i was going to concerts like three t- three times a month how'd that go do you know that i great. crowd surfed at a real big fish concert all i crowd surfed at some 40 pounds of me i, I crowd surfed at some 41 like a year ago that follows. Pretty- yeah I can see like some forty one. Oh my gosh, I love some forty one. I can absolutely see that. <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a fan of some I can absolutely fan. see that. Yeah, love them. That was my that was my my childhood man. Um. Yeah. That's anyway, for you. I I congrats. Corn is still touring, and I want to see corn live again. But I'll I know that that is a bear trap. I wow. know that is a complete and total trap. It's going to be horrific. It's going to be too loud, and they're going to look <laughs> like they're ninety gonna be, years old. It's definitely one hundred percent going to be too loud. <laughs> oh, George! Anyway. All right, oh, so George. all right. Here's an idea for Mike: have Aoki do a concert, but have it be like at twenty percent volume, so us old people <laughs> can go and have seats and have seats. Yeah. So us, so we can go sit down and enjoy the show. Nobody be, wants, to watch, it, wants to watch Blink-182 in seats. Nobody wants to watch yeah, Steve No, Aoki I in did that seats. once. I had to go to... You know, I, we don't want to get into the whole... <laughs> when I was in high school, I saw Plus 44, which is basically Blink-182 minus yeah. Down Belong. Yeah. Uh, my mom had to take me to the concert because I was too young to go. And she wanted to sit in seats, so I had to sit in a seat and listen to it. It was not as good. So. It's rough. All it's right, back rough. to MetaZoo. Back to the MetaZoo minute. Um, they should part with Blink-182 if that's where we're going with I'm it, all in. I agree with you. All in. This is a Blink-182 podcast that sometimes talks about Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts, yeah. That's <laughs> good. Uh, super cool. Anyway, I think it's interesting to see Aoki seeming to be more involved. And they have the AMP thing. I'm going to be honest. I don't know what AMP is. I guess It's, it's an new- Amazon Music Service. Come on. Mm, is it though? I thought Amazon Prime was the Amazon Music service. What about Amazon Music? Isn't that the Amazon Music <laughs> service? Uh, but it's cool to see like Aoki trying to, I think, be more involved in it. I think that's really cool and a big win. So, 
Um, and then they have the LGS kits, which I have not. We are just recording right now, and they just announced it about an hour ago. Yeah, we're recording earlier because of the hurricane. So yeah, uh, but the LGS between kits, now and Friday. Yes, look, 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 I think they're best judgment. I think they're giving us the ability to pick some things in the kit. For I picked maybe different. Too, maybe so. I, I noticed that differently. Anyway, but it's cool to see the LGS kits come out again. Um, I don't know all the details. Mike is following through on what he said. Yeah, he's ready for, sure. for that. Like Mike They're is follow, like Mike is following through on the LGS kits, and like he's big time following through on the partner stuff. Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah, like the big complaint we had about the partner was like, will he really give up the good products? <laughs> like, will he really give up the hot products? And he has. Yeah, he he has done great. Like the partnership stuff. He listened to all of our feedback for sure. Yep. I mean, it wasn't free, and then it was, and then uh, I think even there were some price conversations with boxes and stuff that we had, and. Um, he really took our like, opinions, and I think that's that's really cool. Yeah, um, Mike's really stepped up. I think the last I would say uh, nine months to a year, and really like followed through on a lot of what they were laying out the right. I think listen, like I think there's still like you know we we need some roadmap still on like the NFT things and like that. But like Mike is, I think, um, back in the driver's seat. You just lost some subscribers. You're welcome. Yeah, thank uh, you. you like Mike is in just the on my way back up too. NFT, 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 board eight, board eight, board eight, mutinate, 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 mutinate. George, did you buy your board eight? No. And I like Mike deserves a lot of credit for how he's handled things the last nine months, I would say. Yeah. The push for in store play, I think, is picking back up too as they start getting to the next events and stuff. Um, Yeah. I mean, he's taking it seriously. I mean, even from the distribution side of of nixing some stores that didn't follow through with what they said they were going to do. I still um, think they should do the um, one big tournament every quarter. Like I still think that would help them a lot. Um, I thought that was the goal. Is that not the? I goal? I think it is the goal, but I think, I think they need to get there. Um, but like I think you know, listen, they're doing they're doing a lot right, and like Mike deserves a lot of credit. Uh, for those of you who love the promos, uh, they also teased the Mothman promo, uh, which I guess is officially coming out now. I don't know if we had. I hadn't seen this one before. Looks sweet if you were at the 2022 Mothman Festival like me. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yeah, baby. I can see it. You could if you were on Discord. I've actually I, already seen it on the MetaZoo Discord. I'm actually yeah. on their Discord. Uh, looks sweet. I'm stoked to get that. I hope I get four of them. I, I had four of my family there, so I hope that that counts. No? Are they just going to send me one? You want to do predictions? Or are they going to send me one or four? Six. Six? Oh, all right. That's cool. Those are cool. Uh, yeah, good stuff. I have a question. Yes, sir. Yep. UFO, the the big shtick was like the the foiling on some of the cards went up in toward like near space, right? Like that was the thing. Uh, is there anything like that in this set with Seance? Some hmm. of them have actually been to the other side. <laughs> okay. Like, so, no. Mike hasn't so, released that to the public yet, but some of them have seen the future just, and they've come scooby, back. Scooby. Here's your scooby, scooby. Here's your scooby, gotcha. scooby. Some of so, them have been to the other side and returned. And when you get those cards, when you feel them, you're going to know immediately. So the reason I'm asking outside of your jackassery is because I am more confident and excited about this MetaZoo release than I have been in a long time. Um, There's not a gimmick. There's Mike mm-hmm. is listening to the print run. He's focused on the on the the secondary market and the value of the box. He's leaning into these partner or LGS play kits, whatever. Whatever Louis wants to call it. Yeah, whatever noun we're calling these things right now. I get it. But I am more excited about this MetaZoo launch than I have been in a long time. This this feels like it's done right. 
I will say, like my like I have gotten, like, I have seen a lot more hype for this set than in the other sets, which caught me off guard. Um, I did not think when Seance came out, I was like, ooh, is this gonna be the one that kind of like is this gonna be the is this gonna be the one that Metazoo finally like fumbles? Because like it is a dark theme, um, and like yeah. I think uh, the exact opposite has happened. People have been all in. People have loved it. People are well, pumped about it. People are excited. I think it brings back some of that nightfall vibes and excitement. Yeah. And we're also right. I think the timing. Like shout out to Mike on the timing of stuff. Like yeah. this is coming out. Same thing with nightfall right before Halloween, when everyone's excited for that kind of stuff. Um, I, Josh, I don't think that he has said anything. I could imagine that there's probably some pretty cool, like alt art type stuff in, that, in a set like that's, this. That's that's fine. Yeah. That's normal TCG stuff. I'm talking about like we're trying to get you to buy this because it went to space, right? Like there's there's not yeah. a gimmick here. This is just it's about Good the box box. Of cards. It's about yeah. the product in the box, which means we, I plan to evaluate this box of cards oh, as a TCG, go. fellas. Give me a sweatshirt, man. What is this ridiculousness? Yeah, I get your sweatshirt. Well, you're so excited about Sansi. Now you can just get one when you buy it. It'll be perfect. It's a perfect culmination of everything. All right, are everyone. You a, are you a patron of his? You get a discount. He is a patron of mine. No, I'm not. You just what? Left me in the Discord. <laughs> Did I really? You're not a, I'm a, you're not a, I'm a patron, you're not a patron of, you. of mine. He, yes, no, I am. No, 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 you are not. I think we actually had this conversation where, like, Josh, I'm a patron of yours. Patreon, all of our money. Um, I, I yeah. Are anyway. you? No, no, of course he doesn't not. have a Patreon account. I got all excited. I got, I got all happy. He's probably not. Wait, how is he in the this. Discord? <laughs> George was, George was the first that I let in without being a patron. It's, it's crazy. Um, Mistake. He was, he was giving me boxes. So. Mistake. <laughs> uh, all right, everyone. Uh, that's the end of the podcast. I hope that you enjoyed yourself. If you did, hit the like button, uh, hit the subscribe button, and retweet it. That's how you get the algorithm up. Oh uh, man, share you guys button. know what we need to start doing is YouTube Shorts. I keep reading all about this. We can have this conversation later, but uh, to edit I this podcast into Shorts. A month ago, right I told you about this a month ago. Yeah. I told you about this two months ago. All right, everyone. Remember to be kind to the people around you, and may the zoo be with you. And the shorts with you. I didn't even have to think about that time. Aren't you proud of me? Good. And George, you screwed it up. I did the end of shorts with you.